Seven seconds, six. They are going to snap it. Mahomes going to roll to his right. Throws. Touchdown. The Chiefs have won the Super Bowl. Nicole Hardman. As they roll Mahomes right, Nicole Hardman is wide open. And the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Back-to-back years. Another heartbreaking loss for Kyle Shanahan. Dang it! <laughs> now that's a reaction. Welcome on in. It is the Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio, Kyle Quinn behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. A ton to react to today off of what I thought was a very entertaining Super Bowl. We have a dynasty officially in the NFL. Dynasty. Yeah, it's a dynasty. And guess who's on top of it? Andy Reid. And Patrick Mahomes, and of course, uh, we also have that whole Hassan Reddick thing we'll get to today. Good morning, Hugh. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Philadelphia. Hey, make sure y'all be generous with yourself this morning and the toilet paper. Like, do that for yourself. The, uh, the Daily do Douglas. Not, yeah, do not shortchange yourself when it comes to that toilet paper. All right. Poop. Clean yourself. Yeah, and let's not shortchange what we're watching right now because we're watching a we're watching a <laughs> dynasty. I mean, this is a dynasty. They've won back-to-back. They've won yes, three they championships. Did. Holy moly. Last night. So, Mahomes and Reed last night, down 10. They have won three Super Bowls now. They've been down 10 points in every, every one of those Super Bowls. Yeah. It is remarkable. <laughs> you, a couple things. A lot of reaction today. 215-592-9494. So a couple things stand out to me after watching that last night. Number one is the gap between Mahomes and whoever the heck you want to put as the second quarterback. You pick it. Allen, Burrow, Lamar, Jalen, if you still like to put them there. Whatever. The gap between Mahomes and whoever is second best is bigger than anything I've seen in sports since Jordan and whoever the heck was second best during Jordan's best time. It's re- remarkable how good this guy is. You see, here's what I saw last night. Now, Brock Purdy didn't pay bad, play bad. So much so that I tweeted out that he was balling last night and people tried to ratio me. I don't care what y'all say. Black Gritty, I'm talking to you. Yes, he did ball out last night. But the difference in, in the game was when the game was on the line, the quarterback stepped up and made plays. Like I've been saying that forever, man. When, when you're in a game of this magnitude, your quarterback is going to have to do something that's above and beyond. And the one ace that Patrick Mahomes always has up his sleeve is his ability to extend plays and run. That was the, that was the whole game. Like, as far as his receivers and the running game was concerned, San Francisco shut all of that down. They shut that down. But it was that one factor that they didn't, they, they didn't, have, a, uh, uh, they didn't have an answer for. That's his ability to run. Well, how about the last drive? He, he broke their back twice. Fourth yes. and one, they run with him. And oh, then, I've seen that. We've seen that before, well, On Joe. the third and one, it reminded me, ju- it was just like, just like last year. Like the same, at at, the, at oh. almost the same time in the game. Sixty Over 60 yards rushing last night for Patrick Mahomes. He now has three championships. He's 28 years old. He's been to the title game all six years. He's a starter. I believe we're watching a guy that's going to end up the greatest quarterback of all time. I think he's going to pass Brady one day. That's how good this guy is. And, Hugh, look, I, I, I love Andy Reid. I appreciate Andy Reid. But I've been lying to you. I know you're happy for him. And I, I'm, not, I'm not angry. There's no anger for me. It's, it's just a place of I have some jealousy towards Andy Reid because he was here. It didn't work out, unfortunately, here for a championship. Got really close. And now we watch. Jealous. A little jealous. I mean, he has the you're best. You're not the only one, Joe. He has the best quarterback in the league. They yes. are the best tandem right now. And he's coaching a dynasty. Imagine yes. if I said that to everyone the day he left here. Yeah, you would say, ah, oh, he'll probably have success somewhere else. No, I say, no, no. He's going to coach a no, I, dynasty. I Listen, and I, you know, I, I appreciate the fact that you have come to grips with your jealousy because, you know what, there's a lot of people that are in earshot of our show right now that are sitting in their car 
and they're mad at Andy because they broke up with him and they couldn't stand him, and he's out there and he's doing nothing but winning back-to-back Super Bowls, and it's nothing you can say this morning. All those people that had all that energy last week talking about how they didn't like him, clock management, all that stuff, other stuff, like some of that stuff is still true. But you can't deny the fact that the man just won back-to-back Super Bowl. So that is something that you and your God have to deal with this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm just being totally honest with you. Like, you're going to have to come to grips with your hate, with that hate that you have for Andy Reid this morning, and just deal with it until at least after the parade. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I have no hate. I do have jealousy. There's a, I think there's a difference. I, well, no, it's kind of the same. No, thing. no, I, I really like Andy. And I'm, I'm happy he's, he's – I was really happy the first time he won. But now it's like, wait a second. How many is he going to rack up here? He's got three. And I, this also hit me, Hugh, as I watched. I don't think this Chiefs team is all that great. Now, they're no, champions. They're but I mean just their roster, right? They could get another receiver. They, they could probably get an offensive yeah, tackle. Yeah. So the more I watch this, and I, and I said a few minutes ago – that Mahomes right now, it's the biggest gap I can remember of any number one player in his sport compared to the number two since Jordan. Mm-hmm. I don't think Peyton Manning was that far behind Tom Brady. They were kind of close for a long time. There's nobody close to this guy right now. And it makes me think, Hugh, I know the NFL is unpredictable, but the Chiefs are probably going to win more. They're going to get better on the offensive line. They're going to get another receiver to go next to Rice. That defense is one of the youngest in the NFL. They're not done. I don't know if they're going to win again next year and go three-peat. That's really, really, really hard to do. But, Hugh, would you be surprised if in the next four or five years they win another couple? I no, would I not. I would not be. And and you're talking about you have some key components, like, on that team, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. And then everybody else, when you talk about, like, how Tom Brady was with the receiver core and things of that nature, he's in that, he's almost in that position yep. right now. That, that's what you're looking at. And Andy, Andy had, for a couple moments last night, he had me a little nervous. With some of the decisions that he was making, I think he had Trav nervous a little bit too. Well, but, Trav was getting his feelings there. But for a few I, I think Andy called a hell of a game, man. Yeah. Like, it was a couple times. I ain't gonna lie. I'm sitting. I'm like, Big Red, what the hell are you doing, man? Like, what is this? Like, what are you doing? And and he got a little conservative, but he got out of his feelings and he was able to pull it out, man. And I, I was just happy for him. So one more thing that I wrote down last night, and, and I, I got to look, I got to go after you guys, the, the two guys here with me, Kyle and Hugh, okay? Whoa, wait a minute, what, I got to go doing? after you, because all offseason last year into the season, I kept hearing this defensive luxury thing. I saw those defenses last night, both sides, making a lot of plays, boy, for the Eagles to get back to this game. We need better defense. No, we do need better defense. Man, but it's those not defenses a, were but good last not, night. it's not a necessity. And I we've seen We have two, two Super Bowls. That have shown you that that is the case. Like, like when you look at comparatively speaking, you look at the defenses that play in last year's Super Bowl compared to th- this year's Super Bowl. Not, a, not, 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 a, not even close. But the outcome was the same for both for, for both Super Bowls. Yeah, I, I just thought that Chiefs defense last night kept them in the game early they did. because they that, did. their offense was struggling. I mean, they had this graphic on the screen at one point. It was like 16 straight drives between the title game and last night the Chiefs didn't score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Their defense allowed them in the title game against the, the Ravens. They didn't have to score that much. And then last night, I mean, that they kept holding the Niners down. A luxury, not a necessity. No, I think it's more of a necessity. No, it was a necessity I, last I, night, well, but it's still, I'm telling you, these games – these games in, in the NFL stand on their own merit. And it's funny how, like, going into the week, last week, and I said this, and people last night, th- this is for the people last night that were complaining about boring game. 
Like, no disrespect to y'all, but y'all don't know what y'all watching. Like, this, this is the part that irritates me. To your point, Joe, because you're right. Defenses came to play last McDuffie night. McDuffie knocking the ball away over and over? That is why I said last week, this is not going to be the game that you think it's going to be. When people are throwing out them scores, 38 to da-da-da. No, this is not, this is not uh, MMA. This ain't no quick knockouts. <laughs> no. You know, that's why people start liking MMA. And boxing died because they didn't like the sweet science of boxing. This is what this was. This last night was the sweet science. If you want to compare it to anything, you know how when they talk about strategic boxes like Floyd Mayweather, people don't like Mayweather because he fights smart. They want people to go out there and be like what Hoist Gracie or whatever one of those mm-hmm. MMA fighters is and hit you with an elbow and just knock you completely out. It's not like that. That's what that game was last night, and and I I appreciated the fact that as a defender. Knowing how the game has skewed over the last couple of years where there hasn't been a whole lot of defense, that that was one of those old school football games that we watched last night. That's why I appreciate it. That's why I said it was a hell of a game. I thought it was a great football because game. Because it, it was a chess match. All the other times you watch games like that, Joe, it's checkers. And it's checkmate or whatever, checkermate or whatever you want to call it. But last night was an old school chess match because it, be, it became one of those things where which quarterback was going to make the mistake the most? And that's why, people, when I said Brock Purdy was balling, y'all go straight to stats. <laughs> I was, and, and, and I was trolling a little bit because I knew Kyle was watching. When I said he was balling, he didn't make a whole lot of mistakes, and he put the ball in the hands of the playmakers. That's why I said he was balling because in a game of that magnitude, the first time that he's ever been in it, he didn't look like he didn't belong there. I agree with that. I thought he played fine last yeah, night. Yeah, and, and it's like he didn't look like a deer in the headlight. Now, now as, a, as a contrast, our quarterback had a fumble, had some miscues, and it put us behind the eight ball. He didn't have any of that last night. He had some bad throws, and he had some throws that he wished he could have taken back. But as far as looking like a guy who the game was too big for him, he didn't look like that. No, he didn't. No, I thought Purdy was fine. I don't think he cost him the game. But I think the other guy is just on a different level. Patrick Mahomes is on a different level. And, and I, I haven't seen a gap this big between the top player in a sport and whoever the heck you think is second. Because I don't even know who the second-best quarterback is in pro football since Michael Jordan. 215-592-9494. Kyle, your takeaway as the Chiefs do it again. Yeah. First of all, you just triggered me so badly. You you compare Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy performances no, in the Super Bowl. I, if Jalen Hurts was on that team yesterday, playing the way he played in last year's Super Bowl, the Niners win that game. Probably. I didn't see a game that was won by the Chiefs defense or the Niners de- or like lost by the Niners defense. Why, why I saw a quarterback that? able to capitalize on the other team's mistakes. I saw another quarterback unable to capitalize on the other team's mistakes. I saw Kyle Shanahan cower. I saw him not take timeouts at the end of the second half and try to put his foot on the Chiefs' throat yet again. So I put this again on the offense. I didn't come away with it thinking, like, man, Why Eagles need a great defense to go back oh, to the Super Bowl. you guys are crazy. Those no, no, no. defenses dominated <laughs> those, that game. It, it, it was a matter of offenses that came up big in an offense that fell short. <laughs> the game still went under the total. They played five quarters. I don't I don't care. Honestly, I don't care. I hate the whole idea that we watch one single game and all right. of a sudden we have these grand takes takeaways that you need this you need that that's such a flawed way of looking you at need one a super defense, bowl a why defense. why do you need a deep the chiefs just last year won the super bowl with one of the worst defenses yeah. in the nfl so yeah. we look at one game and, and like i'm i'm tired of that whole thing that we need a great defense all of a sudden we can have a middle of the pack defense next year and win the super bowl as long as our quarterback plays great you, you know what i'm tired you of you know what i'm tired of as much as i'm happy for him because i like him and i respect him 
I'm tired of watching Andy coach a dynasty and the Eagles can't get over the top. <laughs> I mean, that's the reality of it. It's there's I have a jealousy to watching this now because it's not his first one. It was like, yeah, go Andy. And then last year he beat the Eagles. And now I'm like, how but many is he going to get? I, I like it because, you know, for me personally, I feel like every time he wins that I, I was a part of the the foundation of what he was trying to implement all this time. And it just – it's funny how watching that team, watching that game last night, that the formula is tried and true. You know what I mean? As, as far as the the momentum that you gain towards the end of the season, the camaraderie that that team has, even though <laughs> when that receiver was at Valdez Scantley when he ran back, and everybody was like looking at him like, "What the hell are you oh, doing?" Yeah, when yeah. he lost when he lost those four yards, but the the um, fact that they were able to stay a cohesive unit, man, that's important. And those are the things; those are the fundamental foundations of football. That every time I watch them play, it, it just it just does my heart good to see that. Yeah, and there's also an inevitability to Mahomes. It's just like I think we all knew when the 49ers got the field goal to start overtime, Patrick was going down and they were going to Oh, yeah, score. you know, you, you know what's funny? Another thing that I knew, because you said it the other day, what would you rather have, Brock Purdy on the on the last game-winning drive? Or Mahomes. Or Mahomes. From a viewership standpoint. Oh, boy, that, that drive that he put together. And you know what the, the great part for me was? as It, it was almost like... The hangman noose when you're like you know the guillotine is dropping and you know it's coming and you're just waiting. It was kind of like that for the 49ers and their fans because every time they got a first down. Now it was one where it was like it was tight, where it was like third and one or whatever. And he, it he looked like that. that. Yeah. yeah. Man, and it was tight. But boy, when you knew he made that first down, he sucked all the air out that stadium for them 49er yep. fans. And they just knew. At this point, it's just a matter of time before the foot of guillotine drop because you know, it's dropping. It's like Jordan in the '90s. You just you felt it like he just he ruined the legacy of Reggie Miller and Patrick Ewing and Charles Barkley. <laughs> that was so hard. Well, that's what that's what Mahomes is doing. He's re- no, you're right. Think about what Kyle Shanahan would be right now if it wasn't for Patrick Mahomes. What Jalen Hurts would be right now. What Brock Purdy might be. They're yeah, all they're all playing for second place because of this guy. Jay is in West Philly. What's up, Jay? Oh, Billy, I'm. You got me confused, man. All right, why? What did uh, I do now? I, I don't know because you was all San Francisco up last week. Well, I, thought they'd win. I thought they'd win. I was, I was wrong. Mr. 0-3 in big games, losing 10 <laughs> yeah, points. Well, he, coor- he was the coordinator with one of those. Well, he, he was the head coach. <laughs> was, he wasn't the head He wasn't the head coach in his first Super Bowl. He's been in two now. San Fran last week. Now you mad. Yeah, you I'm not mad. I'm just yeah, I, I, I'm not, not mad. Yeah, Jay, Look, Jay, Jay how you, not mad. How you choke against Andy Reid? <laughs> well, you know, you how realize, you Jay, you, you, you realize, Jay, Andy Reid's one of the greatest coaches of all time, on the path to being the greatest coach of all no, time. No, Andy got great scheduling because he ran into Shanahan. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah, there it is. He ran into the Shanahan yeah. twice, and he got the greatest quarterback up. So, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. He finally hit that lottery ticket. Oh, that's what it is, right? He's the coach of a dynasty. He and got it's... the greatest quarterback ever. Yeah, and he drafted him, Jay. He he found him. Yeah, I remember that. He drafted him. Mm-hmm. But tell you, he's boy. the best ever. He, boy, it'd be look, hurting some folks doing... to give Andy Reid his Oh, problem, it's unbelievable. Killing it's him. unbelievable. He's doing, he doing the job, man. He got Look, I don't even think Andy coaching no more. He just look here oh, and say go. <laughs> he just say go. Is that, that there? Man, that game was crazy. 
that game was crazy. But we definitely got to get our defense up. But well, I thought we finally uh, found something we agree on. Jay, you. the Eagles could use the defense. How about compete. that D, baby? <laughs> yeah, coach but, day yeah, wrong. Yeah, look, look, he, he don't even know what to talk about. He's oh, he, still he, asking for cheeseburgers. He, he was still asking for. I feel like I feel like there's a little bit of hate in your heart still for yeah, him, even gotta, though you said you're happy for you him. You gotta let it go, Jay. You gotta let go. Look. I'm not happy for Andy because it was personnel stuff he did here that didn't help us win. But yeah, you he got better. the greatest quarterback ever. Look, yeah, you better. Because, look, Rodgers, Favre, all the dudes only got one championship. They got the same amount of chips as you know uh, Nick Foles got. Yeah, Jay, you're right. And as far and, and, yeah, and those guys are they're not. The best. He's the best. Get that hate out your heart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jay, we, no, you're right. Hey, uh, we'll hey, agree on that, Jay. That, that hey, bad cholesterol and hate in your heart, man. That's not a good combination. It's not healthy. Man. Go get you some oatmeal or something, man. Get your cholesterol levels down. <laughs> <laughs> so I can just feel the hate. You know that that's one of them cats that when they call in, they tell you they're happy, but they really ain't. Yeah, he said he was happy. That's no, all the reasons. He's not really. Yeah. Happy. See, I said you got to raise that little old job you got. Like, that's when you're watching those people hating on you like that. All right, congratulations on your little raise. Ain't no little raise, dog. We won, they won the Super Bowl. I think you, uh, I think you need to write that one down for a future daily, dog. Let's get, get some of that oatmeal get that cholesterol down. Get that I like cholesterol that down. Eat your oatmeal, dog. Just get, get the hate out your heart, man. It's, it's too early in the morning for all yeah, that, hate, hate is – no one should be hating on Andy. But is there a little jealousy inside me? Yeah, of course there is. He's coaching a dynasty. Meanwhile, the Eagles have a head coach that a month ago, he didn't know what he did. Like, that, that he was asking see that, questions. See, that's the problem. Yeah, it is the problem. Because we, we are dealing with all this turmoil – with our new girlfriend or, or significant other. And then you see the lady that's used today, she got her all her ducks in a row. I mean, every ducks in a row. You know what I mean? Her 401k jumping. She just bought a brand new house out there in the suburbs. And we dealing with, you know, Frenchie or whatever <laughs> whatever her name is. And, just, she, and she just acting up. She act like she don't know what's going on. And they're not done. Let's just be real. Mahomes <laughs> is 28. Their defense is one of the youngest in the league. If, if I were to play it out right now and, and you say to me, Joe, how many more championships are Mahomes and Riga to win? I'm going to say at least two more. I was thinking that, too. Two at more. At least two more. At least we're saying at least two more. What a night last night. 215-592-9494. Mahomes is the best quarterback I've ever seen. I mean, Brady's longevity and resume stands alone, but I've never seen anyone as good, consistently great on the on – the, just always. He's won three Super Bowls down 10 in each game. <laughs> no. That's like, nuts. You know, I, I just find, like I just want to let y'all know before y'all call in and say what you're going to say. The ones that say he got lucky and found Patrick Mahomes, I'm laughing at you guys because you've moved the line so much that that makes you sleep better at night. So when you say that, just know deep down inside I'm, I'm giggling at you a little bit because you sound silly. Jeff in Wilmington. Hey, Jeff. Yo, what's up, guys? What's, what's up, Jeff? Up, Jeff? <laughs> All right, Hugh. Would you agree that we need some defense? It's you. Yes, you do. You you okay, do. Thank you. Do. We, we, had, we found we some had, common but, ground here. But I never said you, you couldn't win without. I said it's not <laughs> no, a necessity. I, it's a luxury. But you you need a roof over your head. You need a defense. I, I but it's, it's, you, you don't need, you don't need the, the the most expensive roof. No, but I, we have holes in the roof here. Yeah, it's, we got. It's some raining. Holes. Yeah, it's, yeah, we, it's, got, it's, we definitely got some holes. Got pots here for the water. Joe, you just put it in perspective. We got a coach that is – or there's a coach that won three Super Bowls in the last four years or five years, and we got a guy that says, yeah, I might check into the defensive room every now and then. Like, that really hits home hard, man. That, that hurts. That, that's the problem. You heard him say that, and now you compare the contrast. I feel it. In, like, inside, yeah. it hurts, Jeff. I, I Look, Mahomes is, is right there, if not already passing um, everybody else. 
uh, that's ever quarterback with with them because of the uh, frequency of how of how much they win. They win the big games. I mean, you said it before: six games, six championship games in the first six years, and he's won three Super Bowls. That's insane. And, and all three, Jeff, they're down 10 points. It's not like they just are dominating and it's easy and he hands the ball off the whole time. Like They're, they're down 10 points in all of their yeah. Super Bowl wins, and, and it's and, like nothing. And this team that he had was probably the worst of the three uh, Super Bowl wins. I agree. And, and, and when I say worst, I mean I mean not only on scale. I mean, they still are a really good team. But, yeah, you, I, I, was, I, I was rooting so hard against the 49ers. And I like Andy, and I'm, I'm happy for him. I don't have any, you know. Hey, hey your he, heart. He, he he found, yeah, he found the guy. He found the guy that's, that's helping him win Super Bowls, and you know, good for him. I, I, I never really hated on him anyway, but uh, I hate the 49ers just because of the whining that they do that they've done all for over a year now. It's just, it's. I was like, good, see ya, get out. Yeah, and you know what? That's, <laughs> yeah, that felt good. That one for them. That might have been their best shot, Jeff. We appreciate. It. They were up ten points. Their defense was playing well, and now they get Greenlaw hurt. They got to pay Purdy in the year. That. that Look, I'm not saying the Niners are done. They're, they're a good team, but that might have been their best shot. 215-592-9494. We'll come get back, get more to your phone calls here, your reaction to Super Bowl 58. Andy wins again. Happy for him? Or do you have a little jealousy like I do here as Reed coaches a dynasty? Of course, the Mahomes stuff. We'll get to the Hassan Reddick situation. And when we get back, you know, you got to be wondering with those bozos out in San Francisco. Remember those guys? Okay, wait. Uh, we're going to check in. What are they saying this morning as they're going through their feelings? Remember, they laughed at the Eagles last year. They, they, they mocked the Eagles fight song on their show last year, the day after the Eagles lost the Super Bowl. So do we have to listen to what they're saying and have a little fun with them? Yeah, of course we do. These clowns. Yeah, we're, we're going to listen in on our buddies out in San Francisco. What are they saying this morning as they watch their team Blow a Super Bowl to Mahomes and Reed last night. 215-592-9494. It's the Midday Show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forest Casino, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players, your teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. I really like the FanDuel app. Just visit FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O and shoot your shot. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94 WIP. FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. Victory for Andy or for us over Purdy and the Niners and all their fans? I can't tell. I guess both. I mean, really, in, in a lot of ways, it is a great morning, right? Andy wins again, and I and I think most people, you know, I think most people in this area feel some good happiness for Andy, whether you wish it was here or not, but you feel happiness. And the Niners lost, which is a nice thing because we know, you know, they're fans. It's like, do we do we dislike the Niners players or their fans more? Both. I, I think it's actually been the fans more. I mean, well, they have I, some I, players who are like, annoying. Like Debo's a little, Debo's a little annoying. Debo's annoying for sure. Debo's annoying, and uh, you know the fans are annoying. The the fans are definitely annoying. Well, we know a couple that were on our show. What was a couple months ago? Bonta yeah, they, Hill, yeah, Joe Shasky. Oh. They sick. 
Oh, they well, they should be sick. Can we uh, eavesdrop a little bit? Their show this morning, ninety-five-seven, the game out in San Francisco. Let's hear. Let's hear how they're handling a crushing Super Bowl loss. Oh baby, oh baby, oh baby. Somehow, some way, we'll try to get through this as the journey ends with a thud. The 49ers lose Super Bowl fifty-eight in overtime to Kansas City, and it may be one of the most excru- excruciating. Painful losses in 49ers franchise history. Bay Area sports history. Bay Area sports history. I almost put a poll up last night thinking about what's the biggest losses in Bay Area sports history. Father's Day 2016, 0-2, Game 6, Giants, Angels, you know. Kirk um, Gibson. Kirk Gibson, Tuck Rule, Raiders, Patriots, Brady, which starts off the dynasty. But I don't know where this one stands. But I know last night, folks, as I say good morning to everybody out there getting off their graveyard shift and – and all the overnight dancers and all the teachers, all the students, all the cops, all the young Niner fans, yeah, all the people who sat up there at the bars last night and watched the game, everybody at home. I could not watch the game back last night. I cannot do it to myself. <laughs> it's the first time in a long time I've been able to say that where I shut the laptop down maybe after the first drive and just sat there in darkness in my hotel room, Shasky, in complete darkness thinking about what could have been. What a shame! Don't you feel? Don't you feel such sadness for those guys after they mocked everybody here last year after the Super Bowl? I just sent them a tweet. clowns. Now I gotta, I gotta figure out. I gotta send them one of them uh, a, a funny gif. I don't know which one to send. I just, I just did a check. You gotta laugh at them or something? Well, I, don't know. Where, where I gotta GIF? go one. You know what? You know the guy. You know the guy doing the crying thing to Steph oh, Curry. Yeah, Golden State. Yeah, perfect. Crying, do the crying yep. gif. You, you know it's rough when he's going through the all-time oh, tough losses. LeBron beating them in, in Game 7 in 2016, the Ooh, Warriors. He's going, going through all through of it. them. You absolutely hate to yeah, see that. Tough for them. Tough for them as they go down last night. Oh, I got one. What do you got? got? I got you, I, you, no, you, I'm, you I'm, setting them up? Oh, yeah. You gotta, y'all got to check it out. I'm just checking on this. And I just told him, I said, checking on my friends in the Bay Area. That's Bonta Hill and, and Butcher Boy 415. Yeah, that's right? them. That's them. I said, it's going to be okay. You know, look, would we have done that normally? I'm petty. That, that, Maybe. Like, that, You're that, petty. Is that petty? But, it's a day for pettiness. But, I, I they mean, they but did I'm, it to us last year. Can we call them, can we call them sometime this week? Oh, I think we have to. And yeah. just 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 see how they're doing, man. Like I mean, a we wellness could, check. We could commiserate. We've both lost to Mahomes. Right? No, we, they, but they lost recently. They lost the it's other different. day. It's yeah. different. It hurts. Like, should we? No, you know what, Joe Sisley, or Joe side. We need to call them on parade day. We need to call them Chiefs on parade, parade day. Parade day, and we need to just be like, "Yo, hey man, we, you know, we we out here in Philly. We were worried about you, dog, and we know today might be kind of tough for you. Just want to make sure you are all right. You know, I we, don't give a. We can also <laughs> remind them that the uh, the NFC Super Bowl loser does not go back to the Super Bowl. That whole can we do the history thing now, Kyle? Is it okay to tell them? No, no, but you know what the best thing to do, Joe? Because it hurts a lot more coming from like us. Just be sincere with it. Just call, and you ain't got to say a whole lot. Just a simple fact. See, I know Patty. I know because I, I, I been. This is my wheelhouse. You specialize in Patty. This is my wheelhouse. All we got to do is like I just sent the message. I didn't say a whole lot. Now I'm on their radar. And just call one day and be like, "Hey, how y'all doing?" Or if you want, we can like like send them like a uh, 
uh, some eagle get well, like feel better. We could do that. Like some cookies or something. I like that. Maybe when they do, when we do call them, if we bring them on the show, Kyle could just have just moments from the Super Bowl yes. revved up. That's the it. Mahomes run. And just make it, you know what I mean? Touchdown to win it. Well, all those kind of things. And just say it was all good just a week ago. How about the blocked extra point? Yes. Or when the ball went off the, uh, the special see, teams guy's you foot? See, now you getting it now. Yeah. See, now you in my – that's what well, I'm talking about. because they did it just, to us yeah. last year. For, that's how we do. Really for no reason. I mean, they just – they decided to poke the bear last year, and now their heart was ripped out. I mean, this happens. I mean, I – you have to sometimes you have to commiserate with those that are in pain, and sometimes you could poke fun at those in pain, and we're gonna do it today and all week. Two, one, How about five. that D, baby? <laughs> yeah, Big Red, I had to text text him about that. I'm like, no, you can't can't do that, man. Do we think he knew what he was doing there? Yes, I do. Okay. I all think right. he I think he did. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. That's how you hop in. Let's go back to the folks here, then we'll have a couple more takeaways, including that Travis Kelsey Andy situation on the sidelines earlier, which was wild. He Chuck wanted all the smoke. In Mount Airy. Hey, Chuck. What's up, Chuck? Yo, Gilio, what's the dealio? Yo, he, what's up? What's up, Hey, man? Chuck. Hey, listen, let me say this, right? What I took away from that Super Bowl last night was defense in the NFL was back. You know what I mean? It is back, and it is back with a vengeance, okay? This team has not scored more than 20 points their whole playoff run. Okay, more than 30 points. I'm sorry, the mm-hmm. whole playoff run. All right? And that's the Chiefs, and they won the Super Bowl. So if I'm Howie Roseman, I'm sprinkling all my resources on defense. I'm spending all my resources on defense, all my draft capital on defense to build this defense up because I think that the, the offense is fine with Cullen Moore calling the plays. But, you know, when you play against the Chiefs, you got to be disrespectful. You know what I mean? you got to be disrespectful, man. And when I say disrespectful, you can't respect Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes to the level they do because it changes your end-game decisions, man. Just like it did with Nick Sirianni last year. Instead of going forward on fourth and six, he elected to, to kick the field goal. And, you know, that was the end of the – that was pretty much the end of the game. Last night in overtime, instead of going for touchdowns, you, you, you kicked field goals. And you lost the game in overtime. You know what I mean? His decision-making last night was the greatest. And you run up against the best. And when you go up against the best, you can't respect them to the point that changes your end game decision. You got to be disrespectful to those guys. And I don't mean disrespecting them in a way of being, you know, uh, you know, cursing them out and like that. I'm talking about on the field. You got to look at them as being, uh, you know, another player and another coach. Because when you start looking at their greatness, that's when you lose. And now the 49ers got to go into the offseason with the would have, should have, could have. <laughs> Uh, Chuck, I love it. And you're right. That's tough. It's tough to come back from it. We saw it last year. Chuck, we appreciate the phone call. I agree with Chuck on defense. I also agree that when you start going up against a dynasty, I think you start out thinking yourselves. A lot of teams did it with the Patriots when they played them, and now we're seeing teams do it with the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, 215-592-9494. Hugh, along with everything we're talking about today, our takeaways from last night, we'll get to the Reddick stuff. We do have a prize to give away today. We have a four-pack of tickets to the Atlantic City Boat Show in partnership with Progressive Insurance at the Atlantic City Convention Center, February 28th through March. That's a cool thing. For more information, tickets, acboatshow.com. All right, we have a giveaway, which means time to play one of our favorite games. Let's play some Hughes Clues here. Have you seen my dog, Hugh? He's got a brand new clue. It begins with the tramp stand. Everybody's looking for Hughes Clues. Hughes Clues and you. You know, I put a lot of thought into this one. Well, not a, a whole lot of thought, but <laughs> it just sounds good when you say it that it way, does. Joe. It, it does sound really pops, good. It pops, yeah. Yeah, so this is one. You got to think a little bit on this. You got to think outside the box. So these two people are actors, both of them. That's the first clue. All right. I, so it's an acting duo. 
Yeah. Two, two actors. We're looking for two people. Two people. Two people. Two people. Uh, two people. Acting duo. All right, there's your first clue for Hughes Clues. Atlantic City Boat Show. I was trying to be cryptic. Tickets on the line. I know. Because I got a feeling that, you know, it might be some savvy individuals. Because it's, it's weird how some people are able to, you know, think how Well, think. they get in your head. Yeah, it's a, little, it's a little creepy. Yeah. All right, so a couple more takeaways from last night. Then right back to the phone lines here. Two things. One, what did we make of the Travis Kelsey Andy situation on the sidelines early? I mean, Kelsey was... Fired up, and he bumped Reed. I mean, I I was a little taken aback because I've never seen anyone do that to Andy. I, him and Mahomes sometimes they'll bark at each other, mm-hmm. but that wasn't a bark. I mean, that was a bark and a, and a little bump at it, the it's, end. It's happened before, but not like that. And and you know what? The first thing that came to my mind because when it happened, they had like a series of plays that just didn't go anywhere. I would even venture to say that it probably some bad play calls. I think it was was that after the Pacheco fumble? I think it was yeah, after the fumble. Yeah, and 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 it and if if I had if I was a guessing man, which I am because I do radio, uh, I would say, damn it, be red, dial up some plays, hey, put something out there, get me involved, get me in the game. Because after that, you saw they started to try to feed him a little bit. Yep. So I mean, and I think that Coach Reed, see, th- this is the thing. <laughs> It was cool because they won. You know what I mean? It's just like anything else. And he got the ball afterwards. Yeah, yeah. he got the ball. It's cool because they won. Now, if they had a loss, we having a different conversation. It's just like anything. It's the the equivalent of when AJ and and, um, uh, Jalen had their tay-to-tay. And we was like, ooh. And everybody, oh, it's not a big deal until, like, later on down the line. It became a big deal. Yeah, of course it is. It's the same thing. It's the same. It's one of those heat-in-the-moment things, man. And it happens. It it happens more than you know. It's just unfortunate. Last night in that game, we caught it. Yeah, and everyone's happy now, so it's not going to be a huge thing. But it was it was noteworthy in the moment. All right, other thing, and then right back to your phone calls here. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. What do we make of Shanahan? What he did last night in overtime? Did he blow it? So obviously they changed the overtime rules a couple of years ago after the Bills Chiefs game. So Hugh, now each team is guaranteed a possession. The 49ers decided to take the football first. He's getting ripped today, Shanahan, for the strategy. I didn't think it was a bad idea because he, here's the way I looked at it. If they scored a touchdown, right, mm-hmm. and then the Chiefs came back and tied it, then you could win it the next possession. Like, you'd get mm-hmm. the ball third. I, yeah. That's what I thought Shanahan was doing. I didn't think that the decision to take the ball was a bad idea. They just didn't score a touchdown. And, and I, I'll say this. I don't think it was a bad idea because at that point when they went into overtime, the defense for the Kansas City Chiefs was a little gassed. And it was showing on that first drive. Because I'm telling you, like, there's not a, anybody, I, I can almost guarantee you, Joe, that everybody who thought it was a bad idea thought it was a great idea when they went on that seven-minute play and they went on that long-ass drive. But right, if they had scored If they would have scored a touchdown, yeah. we, we're, having, we're talking about something different. They would have scored a touchdown, and then Kansas would have had to come back and score a touchdown. They'd have got the ball back. And that defense was gassed. That's what he was trying to do. But – uh, Chris Jones with that pass, that pressure on at the, the absolute, yep. like you talk about dialing up pressure when you needed it the most. That was a money down. That's the down that changed everything, and that's when they had to kick the field goal. So anybody, see, this is this is where people need to stop doing that, man. You're second guessing. That was a sound strategy because guys at that point were dropping like flies. It was only a matter of time. You saw the running back was tired. Chris McCaffrey was blowing like everybody was tired. So that the, the the premise was sound. It just did the seven points. You didn't. You didn't walk away with the seven. Yeah, that's what hurt you. Yeah, I, I didn't think Shanahan blew the overtime decision. I just thought they didn't score a touchdown, and that really decided the game. Because when they only got the field goal, 
it was pretty clear that the Chiefs were going to go down and win the game. Let's go to Linda, who's up next. Hey, Linda. Hey, how you doing? Good, Linda. What's up today? Okay, so I just wanted to you 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 brought up Travis Kelsey, um, and it was very it was unfortunate that it was broadcast all over the United States of America. But I think because it was, and it's such a huge social media thing today, he needs to come out with a public apology, not only to his coach but to every young athlete that witnessed that last night, all those young players that look up to him. And he's a captain. Like, it was, it was bad behavior. So um, I'm, I'm hoping for a public apology, you know, to his coach. Yeah, so I, I think, Linda, if they had lost, you're more likely to have gotten something like that. Because they won, I think they're all going to laugh it off together. They started doing that after. I think uh, Kelsey was asked about it. He said he just was telling him he loved him. So my guess is they're going to shrug it off and laugh it off together rather than anything kind of like what you're saying. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. But I, I just, I think he at least needs to step up and, and call it what it was. Like, he's a captain. Young football players who look up to him saw that. And it's like, it's like giving permission to be disrespectful. And you know his mom raised him different. And his brother. You would have never seen that from Jason Kelsey, ever. Ever. Well, that's, so. that's probably true. I don't think, I can't imagine Kelsey screaming at Sirianni quite like that. But, and Linda, it, it, it was noteworthy. I mean, it, it, early in the game, it was one of the biggest moments of the game in terms of like, wow, that just... That kind of blew you away. Linda, give us a guess here for Hughes Clues. Who are we talking about today? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to probably age myself here, but I'll go with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. That's a good duo. That's a not, that's not yeah, a bad guess. That's not but, it. But Linda, that's probably in my wheelhouse, too. Tom Sleepless Hanks in Seattle. Yeah, you see that one? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. Pretty good guess. What do you, did you I didn't expect an apology after they won. If they no, lost, I think it might I mean, have been a bigger story. And Linda, I understand where you're coming from, but I, I think in this situation, things happen. Like, I'm pretty sure if you have a child that plays – there are yell- this yelling and screaming going on in the locker room, and, and you have to know that in situations like that, that is coming from a good place. I don't think that there's any animosity towards Coach Reed. You're talking about, you know, having a chance to go back-to-back Super Bowl champions and just being a competitor that Travis is. That's what that was. Andy, I, like, there's been times that I can recall Andy yelled at me. Like, my coach cussed me out every day. I didn't take it personal. And it would be kind of like, and I hear what you're saying. In, in the normal world, apology would be warranted. But if I, like, I could just imagine asking my coach, Tommy Brazier, hey, coach, you hurt my feelings. You need to apologize. You know, he looked at me like, if you don't get out of my office. So I think what was stunning about last night wasn't that the yelling between a coach and a player happens. Last year in the playoffs, I believe it was Reed screaming at Mahomes. Remember yes. when he was hurt and he wanted to go get his ankle checked against Jacksonville? What was stunning about it was Reed was caught off guard. He almost. Almost fell over. It, yeah, like, and that's what he didn't that's see him what coming. Was. He didn't. He didn't see it because he probably was looking at his playbook. He was there. There, like when you have the relationship that I'm sure that they have, you have heated moments. You do, and sometimes it, it's it's everything is not for public consumption because we're not going to all understand it, you know, and understand the dynamic that they have. When I saw it, I thought it could potentially be something. Not going to lie to you, I thought it had the potential to be something if they would have lost. Yes. But they didn't oh, lose. It'd be a big, bigger thing like, if they but lost. They didn't for lose. Sure. They didn't lose. So that's why it's not a big deal. But if they would have lost, you best believe that would have been the story this morning. So yeah, I found it to be a huge deal. I mean, that was unacceptable. He almost like his, he over. almost pushed his coach over on like national TV in front of millions and millions of people. That was completely out of line by Travis Kelsey. So here's I don't what, care how frustrated he is. Here, here's how I'd frame it. If it was someone else, it'd be a bigger story. 
I, I do. If it was someone yeah. had had a history of being a malcontent, which Travis which doesn't. Travis doesn't, but he's you know he's a hothead, but not a malcontent is. with his team and his coach. But that was, I, I mean, ye- yelling is one thing, but to run up there and make physical contact, like he almost not shoved him over. I know, Andy was off balance. Andy is an older guy. That can't happen. I mean, that was that was re- a really really bad luck for Travis Kelsey. It's a major story this morning. Like the it's 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 so amazing, and I, I think we hit on this last week how the the Super Bowl result changes the story so much, right? Yeah. Like if the Chiefs lose, the story today is Kelsey pushed him over. Is he going to return to the team? Is he going to retire? The Chiefs dynasty, you know, are they breaking up? Like all that crap would be out there this morning. Yeah. They win, it's like ah oh, dynasty. It's not it's, a big it's, it's not good. a big deal, but it's the heat of the moment. Yeah. And, and most people understood that, but I, I'll be the first to tell you. If they would have lost, that would have probably been been the turning point. Of course. And be like, yo, because I would have damn sure called people I know in Kansas City. Be like, yo, what was that? Of course. <laughs> you know what I mean? And even if it's not a guy with a history, of, like if it's just a lesser player than Travis Kelsey, you might see him get cut. Through. Oh, yeah. Right. If there was Kadarius Tony, right. who they kind of half cut like, anyway. I mean, it's completely unacceptable. It was it was certainly noteworthy. I mean, it wasn't like a thing you're like, well, you don't just brush that off. Like, we'll remember that one. Chris in Middletown. What's up, Chris? Happy Monday. How you doing, Chris? Yeah, you know, today's the Monday, national holiday, day after Super Bowl. It should be a national holiday. I think it will be one day when they move this game back one week and then we play it on President's Day weekend. Will yeah, be. Well, apparently that's what they want to call it. It's Monday. I think it's stupid. But anyway, guys, I, I got to cook a little bit here. So um, I'm glad you're into this Kelsey thing because he's the top and foremost of, of my list. Travis Kelsey is an idiot. Mm. You don't go, it's one thing to get all hype and get all, like, loud and argumentative with your coach, which, you know, I'm kind of old school. Like, I'm like, get off my lawn. I wouldn't take that. But, hey, that's what goes on nowadays. That's one thing. And, Hugh, I get you with that. But, dude, you go up to the point where you are that much in a frenzy and out of control, and the man is standing there looking at his play sheet, and you run into him, chest bump into him, and almost knock that old man over, dude, that is completely out of line. He is a total idiot. Total idiot. He does need, I 100% agree with Linda, that is a bad image for not only the National Football League, but that is a horrible image for all those young people watching that, that already are getting more lippy with their coaches and getting out of hand, where now they think, oh, it's okay to do that, you're a great athlete, ha, 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 we won, we brush it on the carpet. Nah, you go out there, you be a decent human being, you go out and apologize. Let me continue to go here, guys. Brock Brock Purdy? Brock Purdy is going to need a new contract, guys. Two years in, according to the 49ers fans, took him to the paradise last year. He, He needs a new contract, goes back to the Super Bowl. Jody McDonald, travesty Jody McDonald, shame on you. Jody McDonald came out on Saturday and compared Brock Purdy to Joe Montana. Are you serious? Yeah, that's a Come lot. On. That's a that's a little much. Bad take, little, Jody. Yeah. little much. Yeah. Bad bad take. And then I want to finish on one last thing here, and that that that's Hassan Reddick. Dude, guys, you have to pay this guy. What in the world are we doing? Now I get what I think I get what they're doing. They're letting him go out and set the price and come back and say, hey, here's what I got. If you want to trade me, here's what these teams are willing to trade. Here's what you, here's my best offer. M- match it or beat it. But, dude, you can't let that guy get out of here. We are already losing Fletcher Cox. We are losing too many good guys along that defensive end. Our, our, our young DN, you know, Ike Reese Jr. there is a little light in the pants, and he ain't ready to play yet. <laughs> so – 
look, we need we need to keep him, guys. I just I I can't see letting it go. And I'm sorry to just go on a tangent, but that's kind of where I've been this morning. And I'm going to give you my answer, and then I'll let you all talk. And you, I, I think I'm in your head a little bit with this, you, because you, you you say you're being petty today, and this would be a petty one. Uh, Will and Jada Smith. That's mm. a petty one. That is a super petty yeah, one. That's not it, not Chris, it. but that's a petty one. We're going to get into the Hassan Reddick discussion because that, you know, once in a while they'll have other league news that kind of seeps into the Super Bowl day. It certainly did here yesterday. We're going to get to it coming up in just a few minutes. Let's grab Chris and Dover. What's up, Chris? Chris. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Chris. Up, Chris? What are you thinking? What a Super Bowl. Incri- and <laughs> it showed me defense is still – Extremely important. See, Look Chris at- gets it. Chris gets it. Defense is important again. How about that D, baby? 2024-23 last year is all about offense, offense, offense. Look at their last four years draft. Ladarius Sneed, McDuffie, Bolton, William Gay, the defensive lineman, uh, the, the, the part-time guy. Karloft, Karloftis. George Karloftis. Yes. And then throw in, sprinkle in a little seventh-round pick, Pacheco, the heart and soul, the tough guy. That wins, man. And, and for the Eagles, to, the last caller, to throw out that, that what do you call it, on Saturday night or whatever about Reddick, go out and check out his trade. Ridiculous. Typical, though. Weekend, Super Bowl weekend, it gets tossed out in the, you know, in the news. Yeah, and it, well, it's a big one. And Chris, I agree with you. And Hugh and, and Kyle see it differently. I, I think we're seeing a shift in the NFL. And I, look, I understand the quarterback's the most important thing, and Mahomes guides it. But I, I do think the defense is becoming a thing again. I, I thought the defense is early, and, and, and we appreciate the phone call. Hugh had mentioned that it, I didn't that people were saying it was a boring game. I thought it was just good defense early. I, I didn't think the quarterbacks were playing poorly. I didn't think Purdy was playing poorly. I didn't think Mahomes played poorly. I just thought those defensive players made plays. Bosa was all over the place early. He balled out, man. And they the secondary a... for the Chiefs, McDuffie's knocking the passes away left and right. Man, listen, they they had a plan to keep Mahomes in the pocket, and they did for the most part. They Until did the a end. tremendous yeah. job of that, and it broke down. That That's the thing about it. That defense plays sound. And, and I give everybody their props as far as talking about defenses back this year. But next year might not be the same because you're talking about a team that historically is like what 30, 30 plus points. Like they are the high Chiefs. school. Yeah, yeah the this Chiefs, year they weren't. Yeah. They're gonna go out and they're gonna they're gonna correct that problem. They went into this season with some young receivers that at the end of the year started to live up to what they needed them to be. Yep. But they were horrible at the beginning of the year. So much so I remember like talking to some people there and they were like, hey man, they just gotta grow. Like they knew that they were they were gonna come around they just it took them a while to do it. So yeah, they're gonna go out and get some receivers in this offseason. 215-592-949. We'll keep all the phone calls rolling. A lot of reaction after Super Bowl 58. Your reaction, happy for Reed. I feel some jealousy. I'm happy for the guy. I always have been, but I'm starting to feel jealousy now. He's coaching a dynasty. Hughes Clues guesses, a famous acting duo, and we'll address the big, big story yesterday out of the NFL and out of the Eagles. The Eagles have granted Hassan Reddick permission to seek a trade. Our thoughts on that next, right here in the Midday Show, 215-592-9494, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sick and tired of achy joints. Yeah, me too. You know what? Yesterday I am so glad before I get off into this commercial that I'm about to do for QC Kinetics. I was so glad that I went to QC Kinetics because let me tell you what I was doing yesterday when those Kansas City Chiefs scored that last touchdown. I was jumping up and down like a kid in a candy store. You know why? Because my knees weren't hurting. Normally, I wouldn't be able to do that. 
That's why I'm here to tell you about QC Kinetics. If you got those bad wheels like the ones that I have and you like to work out, these are the people that you need to talk to. This is not a Band-Aid that I'm talking about, folks. This is a revolutionary treatment that can get you back in the game, especially if you like to work out in a day like yesterday when you like to jump around for the Super Bowl and everything. It would have came in handy. Your body has what it needs to restore and repair itself, and QC Kinetics can make that happen for you. This is no drugs, no surgery, and no downtime. The future of pain treatment has arrived in its QC Kinetics. Hundreds of board-certified QC Kinetic providers have treated a ton of satisfied patients all over America, and if you call them today, you could be one of them. Hip pain, back pain, any pain associated with arthritis or an injury, give my folks a call at QC Kinetics. The number is 215-999-3000, 215-999-3000. One more time, 215-999-3000. QC Kinetics, check them out. Speaking of the Eagles, a little more Eagles news. Sources say their star pass rusher, Hassan Reddick, has received permission to seek a trade. The Eagles, of course, acquired him in free agency, double-digit sacks. Both of the last two years, a pro been one of the best players off the edge, wants to get paid again. Do not be surprised if he gets paid elsewhere, a potential big-time addition somewhere in the NFL. Why? Why is he Excuse me? Welcome back. <laughs> Midday show, Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio. <laughs> All right, we a little Eagles news and not great news. Uh, yesterday before the game started, there was uh, Ian Rapport talking about Hassan Reddick. So the Eagles have given him permission to seek a trade, which is a little bit similar to what we saw with uh, Darius Slay last March. He eventually ended up back here. I'm not sure if Reddick is going to end up back here, but I don't think they should trade him. Like, I understand he's got a, he's probably a malcontent right now. He wants more money. I remember the discussion we had last summer. Remember when he wasn't practicing? Yes. It was like, should they adjust little, his contract? Finger, like a little finger or something. Yeah. Little finger. And then he played, and he played pretty good this year. Not yeah. as good as last year, but some of that was coaching end of the season. They had him drop it back. Here's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at a defense right now that has, I don't know, three or four good players. And he was one of them. He's one of them. So <laughs> I'm not trading him away. He could be as unhappy as he wants. He's under contract. I would keep him. Hugh, what do you think on this? Because this is about to become a major Eagle story. Like Chris say, allow me to cook a little bit. Joe, Go ahead, because cook. I, like, the best part about this story for me is that I had the whole weekend to kind of mill it over mm. a little bit. And I was kind of like you in the beginning. Because I was thinking, like, man, why, why does he want to leave? They're, they're, we're seeking a trade. And then I got to thinking about, like, pass rushers and, and how hard they are to find and everything. And I was trying to figure out what category would you put uh, Pasan Reddick is. I think he's more in the category of a, a, a Michael Parsons, like an edge guy that doesn't play the run that great instead of a Miles Garrett, an all-around defensive end. And I got to thinking, why would they grant him a trade? And I was like, yeah, it might be because he was a bit of a – and I don't know this to be true, and I'm going like you, I'm going to tie this up for you in a minute if you give me a moment. But I was just going back in the history of, of like, malcontent pass rushers and being traded from teams that, you know, they felt like they were cancer mm. And one name jumped in my head immediately, and I was like, hey, that's you. That, that's that's who you were. <laughs> you, you see were, yourself when you, when you were in New York, because I, I never get because uh, Jeffrey Lurie loves to tell me this story all the time, and he was like, "Yeah, when we got you from New York, they didn't think you were going to amount to much. <laughs> they thought because you were malcontent, yada yada yada." And I got to thinking, I'm like, "Hmm, if they're allowing him to request a trade or grant a trade, then he must be." And again, I don't know this for certain. This is me 
speculating that there must be something going on. And then there's not it's not like my uh, assessment isn't warranted because there was some conversation that was had mm-hmm. in the offseason about him and not being happy and, you know, things of that nature. So maybe that's the case. I don't know. But it's just weird to, that you are willing to trade away tra- uh, pass rushers like that, especially in this league where it's a passing league and you got to get to the quarterback. So you would trade him if he didn't want to be here? I think if he if you can't – the one thing about it, if you don't want to be here, you can't make anybody be here. I mean, it's, it's one of those things. you got to be happy where you're playing. Well, I understand that. And, Hugh, that's an interesting comment. Money, so, money does make him happy. Of course. And he he wanted that last summer. They didn't do it. And, and they did draft Nolan Smith in the first round, I think, in part because they knew this was coming. 215-592-9494. Look, I don't like keeping unhappy players. If you don't want to be here, I'm usually in the camp of, all right, let's just move on from this guy. And maybe I'll get there. But as of today... After watching the Super Bowl last night, after watching Nick Bosa get... like, no, don't let wait, him go. I watched Bosa get 10 pressures last night. Chris Jones wrecked that game for the 49ers offense, <clears throat> really, from start to finish. We don't have enough good defensive players. If we lose this guy... Can I, can I throw a name? Man, they don't can have I, enough. Can I throw a name out there? Go ahead. That's probably going to give a whole bunch of people heartburn yep, when I say it. Sure. Nolan Smith. You think he's ready? He, he has to be. It <laughs> has to be and is like, when I, when I When I look at... When I look at potential, let me just potential alone because I feel like coaching matters and especially now when we're talking about potentially moving on from a really good pass rush who gave you what 20 some odd sacks in the two seasons that he was here uh I think over 30 when you added okay, up or, 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 I, it yeah. might maybe around, maybe around 30. 30 but you know you know me and math you know what I'm saying I'm that's going I'm always fall back on that one but uh I think that if he's coached up he could be that guy he could he could be somebody that can be very very disruptive in the passing game. I've seen I've seen flashes of it, but it's just to me like he's almost like um a car, a super fast car with bad brakes. No, like you need to, no yeah, yeah. You need to you need to kind of coach him up a little bit. I think he can be somebody who if we get the right coaching staff here, because coaching matters, man. And I think that was one of the biggest things that we lacked last year outside of the talent. Talent was a big deal, but I think the fact that guys looked like they weren't being coached up, either they weren't being coached up or they weren't receiving the coaching that they were given. Mm. I think if you give him the, the, that ability or, or give him that, he'll be a better player. So, yeah, I'm willing to let Hassan Reddy go. Oh, boy. I, I am worried about this. 215-592-9494. I'm not surprised we're here. I remember the conversation we had in August about should they redo the contract, should they not. I, this day was probably inevitable because he doesn't feel like he's paid on the level he is. By the way, it's 27 sacks as an Eagle. When you add the playoffs in last year, he's at 30 and a half. So it's a lot. I mean, he's had a big two years as an Eagle. I think he's underpaid for the player he is. He'd be willing to move on. I, I'm just, I'm telling him no. Like, you have, you're under contract. You're coming back. Or if you want to hold out, cool. Just miss a year and don't go, don't get the free agency the next year and don't get your money. Kyle, where are you as the, uh, in Rapport set off a bomb yesterday that yeah. Hassan Reddick is being allowed to seek a trade. I think it is insane to be okay with letting Hassan Reddick go. He's the best player on this defense. Uh, you don't let 16 and a half sacks uh, at, his, at his peak walk out the door. He's got a lot of great football left in him. I am not confident that Nolan Smith is going to just step right in and be the Hassan Reddick. Like, we had this discussion a little bit last week. How can the Eagles get back to being competitive? Like, closer to parade, rebuild? How yep. far away is the defense? It's hinging on Hassan Reddick. If Hassan Reddick's here, the defense is a lot closer than I think people want to give it credit for. Mm. And if Hassan Reddick's gone, we are screwed. We are not competing for a Super Bowl next season if Hassan Reddick is not here. So they need to do whatever it takes to make this right with him. I don't know, Kyle. I hear what you're saying. Like, as far as, like, and I, <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to say this because I did not 
like playing the run when I had to play. Well, that's why he reminds you of you. <laughs> <But> <laughs> you he, see him. <laughs> but but he was a liability in the run game, man. Like, I, I, And I love Hassan, but let's just be – we're being real here. And not say, and I'm not sitting here trying to say that having uh, Nolan Smith out there, he's going to be a better run player. I'm not saying that. But if you're talking about – like I'm just looking at it from a production standpoint. If we figure out a way – because we still have the person that we can run a 3-4 defense and we can move guys around and, and we, could, we could make it so that – like Nolan won't be such a liability in the run game, so you take some of that pressure off of him. Well, but in the passing game, I think we could we could we can make we can make up for that. I, I really I, do. I just think you don't pay Hassan Reddick, or you're going to pay Hassan Reddick to be a run star. Like, was our run game uh, run defense bad because Hassan Reddick, or because Jordan Davis was overweight, or because Nicobe Dean couldn't Whatever, fill the gap? Like, I put that more on the guys that I think are meant to stop that than our pure pass rusher Hassan Reddick. Like, that's what he does best. They're dropping them into coverage, dude. There, there, there's something to that. I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. There's something to that. But I also feel like here's here's what's going on with the Eagles right now. We got a lot of cash that we're gonna have to pay. We're gonna have to go into free agency and try to figure out some of these holes. Like, like I've been a big advocate for letting the young guys play. You know that. You know how I feel about that, Joe. And I've been saying that for the last couple of weeks, man. But the reality of the situation is, you're gonna have to go in free agency and pay somebody. And you're gonna have to pay. Then you got to pay Skinny Batman. We got a lot of money. Oh, pay more offense. No, and no, no I'm defense. just saying. I'm just saying, Joe. I'm just saying. Th- this is where we are. This is this is what our genius Howie has. This is what we are, and we have to do a better job of coaching up these young cats, man. We can't have everything. Everything that we need in the offseason, we're not gonna be able to afford. So it's just like when you're building a, a race car. Are you gonna go get the engine? Are you gonna get the air filter? Like, you know what I mean? Which one is more important? Which one's going to give you more horsepower? You're going to you change out the hoses or all this other stuff? There's ways that you can still get bang for your buck if you're in a, in a, in a race car instead of just purchasing an engine all the time. You can, and you could find different ways. Get you ways. some good timing yeah. belts, some good pulleys yeah. and whatnot. I'm just worried we have no tires you on this car. Yeah. air filters. There's no brakes on this nah, thing. Yeah, we can't yeah. stop anything. All yeah, right. You better get them brakes yeah. first. Yeah, you need some brakes. All right, 215-592-949 for your reaction to the Hassan Reddick report yesterday. I wouldn't trade him. Hugh would be open to the idea of a trade. Of course, your reaction to last night, Mahomes doing it again. Andy Reid, are you happy for him or a little jealous as he wins another Super Bowl? And uh, your guess for Hughes Clues. I just want to point this out. I, I pulled up the Eagles depth chart. Okay, And I know there's a lot of time between now and the season. But I was thinking about last night. Like, If I say to you who are the three or four best defensive players on both teams last night, you guys could reel off names pretty easy, right? Like yeah. Bosa and Greenlaw, who unfortunately got hurt. Warner. Those names pop out, right? The Chiefs. Chris Jones. And you could put up Snead and McDuffie. <laughs> yeah. All right, ready? Kaloftis. Carl Loftus, if I if I take Reddick off this defense, you, I just wrote down the four best players on the Eagles defense right now without Reddick. Sweat, my young guys. Sweat, yes. Slay, Carter, and Davis. I wouldn't put. I, I don't. I mean, Slay's okay. Okay. okay so, but if we take, but who are the four best? That's what I mean. The defense stinks. I think it starts with the with the uh, the front four. Obviously, I like Sweat. I like those. Or sweat, three. Sweat, Carter, Carter, Davis, Davis. Who's the fourth one? Reed? I guess you're I know you're not winning anything. Go, Reed I had to is go, your fourth I had best to guy. Go, yeah, I, I, I'm, I better quit sliding slate, even though he. It's probably still slight. Stop following me on the Twitter. Yeah, we blocked <laughs> me. I'm still going to give him his credit. What do you think about that, Kyle? A, a defense where your four best players next year are Sweat, Slay, Carter, and Davis. Where are you going? Uh, He's not happy. Nowhere. 
No, probably not. I'm, I mean, stop being like that, y'all. We got we got options. Well, I was literally just talking to Jack, and we were discussing the you, fact that if are you if talking to Jack, it's a good question. <laughs> he said if he lined up against Nolan Smith as an offensive lineman, ten uh, ten uh, snaps, no, no, that Nolan Smith would maybe get two sacks. No, I come agree. on, Jack, Nolan's Jack not would, ready. Jack would get dragged all across the field. He would be heavy. Soon as Jack put the helmet on and got in the stands, he would be heavy padding. He'd be tired. He, he Jack just talking, man. Oh, well, like, stop it, listening to Jack, it, man. It, Jack just be talking. Yeah, Jack's wrong on that. But it, but his point is that Nolan's not ready, and I, I agree think he's with right that. on that. Yeah. You got to coach him up, man. Like, th- this is where – Do we have miracle workers okay, or coaches? Okay, th- this is where it's going to get Joe. It's going to get a little uncomfortable. I'm already uncomfortable. <laughs> Joe is going to be a little uncomfortable. We just got gassed but, by the Cardinals but, in December. Joe, but what I'm trying to tell you, this is what you have to believe in. Do you believe in Andy Reid and, and, and his formula? Yeah. We got to kind of follow the same thing. We don't have Andy. We don't have Andy. But the formula is sound. You got to let these young puppies grow, man. You got to put these young puppies in position to to grow and learn how to play at this level. That's the only way we're going to get it done. So basically, we ain't got no money. You're telling me next year's for house we're house training the dogs. We got to. We're house training. Yeah, that that's a great analogy. Yeah, but you know what happens when you house train Yeah, they poop. They There's accidents and poop off. Well, Joe, what else are we gonna do? We ain't got no bread. No, we ain't got no bread. I'm gonna keep us on ready. We, listen, we got, we got, we if we pay us on ready, we really ain't gonna have no bread. Yeah, I see. I see what this is about. You just want to spend no, on offensive I'm, players. No, there no. is one former defensive oh, star in this room, and it's wait, me. Okay, wait, okay, Joe. Okay, defensive okay, star. Okay, yeah. okay. Let, 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 if you let, listen to the two of us, who is a star defensive player? Me or Hugh? Listen, me. Listen to what I'm. Listen to what I'm saying, though. Just, just, just for two seconds. Devontae Smith is more important right now to this offense than Hassan Reddick. Would you agree with that? Well, to the team, you need to keep him long term. Sure, I get that. Okay, so with that being said, Hassan Reddick wants bread that we are not willing to give him. Should have gave him and, the last summer. And it's a good chance that he's a malcontent. I agree with that part. There's a good chance that he's a malcontent because that's why they're like we have to read between the lines in this situation, and for him to be allowed to seek a trade, there's something more to that. So you know that's what it is. So we have to be comfortable with the coaching staff that we have, being able to coach. We got coach no neck. Let coach Hurts get him right. That's his job. Yeah, he's a coach him up. Well, you know what? Maybe maybe he could coach him. I'm just. If you give me a defense without any good players, it's going to yeah, be hard. Gonna, but we got we to gotta figure out these young puppies can bite, man. Whew. We got to figure All out right, these young puppies can bite. Let's go back to the phones here. A lot to discuss here. KCJ in the Poconos. What's up, KCJ? Gentlemen, it's a marvelous Monday for some of us. I'm sure it is. As you, a Chiefs fan, uh, can revel here in another championship. What are you feeling today? Um, I just wanted to clear a few things up that I've been because I listen uh, just from the start of the show. Uh, you guys were saying that you give Andy Reid a lot of credit for drafting Mahomes, but actually Veach is the one that found him and barked up the tree for three years till they took him uh, okay. uh, in we're, the draft. We, that's so the show Veach we did and, last week, by the way. Veach, thank you. Um, um, and what else I wanted to say was what I took away from the game last night is how important coaching is. Hugh, you talked about it a little bit earlier. Like, um, not just what Andy did, uh, but no one's given credit to Spagnola. I think he should have been the – the MVP of the game, not Mahomes. I well, mean, KCJ, that... I think he, I think we're at the point now, and part of this is just I mean, um, happenstance because he wasn't a great head coach, so he came back to Andy. But I, you can make a real case. He's Steve Spagnuolo is the best and most decorated defensive coordinator in the history. Of pro Jim football. Johnson, disciple. Yep. Not, not just that. He's a Hall of Famer because he's the only coordinator, offensive or defense, to win four Super Bowls. 
That's interesting, the Hall of Fame thing. Now, but there's another is side. Is the coordinator to it. in Hall of Fame? Yeah, I don't. Well, is Dick, I would think if if Dick is Lebeau. Dick Blow? Dick, Dick, Dick Blow. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I Dick Blow. How about that D, baby? <laughs> I don't. I don't know if they get in or not, but I'm just saying he deserves more credit so, than what we're hearing. Yeah, you know, you know what the weird part about it is, and I'm not trying to knock him. Part of the reason we're talking about Steve Spagnuolo like this is because he was a bad head coach. Usually, yeah. like you move on to become a head coach, and then that's why we don't talk about you right. as much as a coordinator. It just happened to work out. I, he's a great coordinator, Casey J. No I just, question. I just, see, I just see last night that the coaching came in all aspects of the play. I mean, Dave Tobb, the special teams coach, um, you know, the blocked extra point was oh, one of yeah. the biggest plays in the game. Um and I think our only real weakness, and it showed this year, although not having the talent at wide receiver as we had in the past few years, I think having Maggie back at offensive coordinator really hurt them. It's the only weak link in the coaching tree, and I think the enemy will be coming back next year. And then uh, It we'll wouldn't shock me. I did see that he came in during Super Bowl. We could talk to him. KCJ, enjoy it. Uh, obviously, he's a come Chiefs on fan home. there. I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, hey. So he did mention, before you correct what you said a minute ago, <laughs> he did mention uh, the block, the blocked field uh, extra point uh-huh. and the special teams gaffe that the Niners had. You know, the Patriots had this kind of luck in some of these Super Bowls where things would go their way. Yeah. Like, the, Ch- the Chiefs last night had a blocked extra point, which changed the whole score oh, of the game. Yeah. And then that ball that went off the Niners, like the blocker's foot on the on the uh, punt return, that set up an easy touchdown. Yes, it did. Because they were not, like, that's the thing. They weren't driving the length of the field. No. That was tough. Except for a couple times where they went two minutes. When they went two minutes, they, they, look, they look efficient, but yeah. Yeah, and by the way, it's Dick LeBeau. Is it? Well, is Dick, I would think if, if Dick is Dick LeBeau. Dick, Dick, Dick <laughs> you cut that. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't. <laughs> you cut that. I can't believe you cut that. Well, to be fair, it's not a name we've spoken about a lot lately. <laughs> no. Dick LeBeau's name has kind of fallen on the radar the last few months. It is now going to be a big part of this show moving if, forward. Is Dick LeBeau? <laughs> <laughs> All right, OG Wade and Chester. What's up, OG? What's up, OG? How we doing today? What's up, man? <laughs> hey, listen. On this note here, right? On this Hassan Reddick thing. Yep. You got to be able to read the tea leaves, Joe. And the number one leaves you need to read is he lost the C off of his chest last year. All right. So that lets you know that you got a situation going on. Secondly, when you hear Sweat at his post-game interviews, he was very frustrated that there was players on the defense that was out there freelancing and not doing what they were supposed to have been doing. Chase, he said, chasing numbers. Who you think he's talking about? He's talking about Hassan Reddick, OG. Exactly. And so, so I think you're right about this. And I, But I go back to the Eagles last summer. They could have adjusted his contract. He's chasing numbers because he wants a new contract. Well, listen, that's not how that goes, though, Joe. Sure it is. You know what I'm saying? In this game of this thing, of when you're under contract, and especially when you're only on the second leg of that contract, you don't get no damn uh, – the fact that you had 16 sacks, that's why you got the damn contract. That's why we brought you here, to do things like that. So you want us to reward you more money for doing what the hell we paying you to do? To me, that's crazy. So, And, and to Kyle's point – Kyle said he's the best player. He's this, he's that. Well, him being the best player on defense, having double-digit sacks, our defense was still ranked 30th. So having him didn't benefit you. Well, not his fault. Not this past year, but the year before. The year before, he's on a Super Bowl defense. We can't think of. We can't talk about the year before. We can only talk about what the hell you did. 
You know what I'm saying? Well, okay, but hold on. OG, let's talk about what they're going to do. If he's not here next right. year, this defense has th- – their best four players would be Sweat, Slay, Carter, and Davis. You're not and stopping I, any I good offense with, with that. that. I disagree with that. You left one out. Who? Milton Williams came on big, so you can take Davis out and put Milton Williams in there. And then what you have to do is you have an opportunity to take Nolan Smith, who has the talent that he has, and without paying him – $20 million a year, you can get like unto effort and numbers out of them if like you play them like enough. Unto. When you put a player out there and you put them in motion, they're going to compile numbers. Nolan Smith only didn't compile numbers because he didn't have the opportunity. So I'm not saying that Nolan Smith, you can just plug anybody in there. I'm telling you that Nolan Smith friends a 4-3 at the DN. He has, the, he has multiple abilities to do most things, and he stands out more so than Reddick at that line. So don't, don't, don't take lightly what Nolan Smith can do. Give that young fella a chance, and if Reddick wants out, I do not want to force a player to be somewhere that he don't want to be. And I understand that. I, typically, yeah. I don't either. OG, give us a guess for Hughes Clues. Who are we talking about today? Um, I forgot what the hell the damn topic was. <laughs> we <laughs> Uh, I mean, these two guys were uh, acting duo. Yes. Oh, uh, that's um, your boy. Captain, uh, um, they just did the Dunkin' Donut commercial last night. Um, uh, Lopez's uh, husband. Uh, that joke's name. Yeah. <laughs> he said Lopez's husband. <laughs> you know what I'm talking you gotta about. give us a name. I think you're, you're on to it. What's the name? Yeah, I'm old too, man. So screw all you guys. Oh, gee, almost had it. He was. I mean, he's right there. He's right there. He got frustrated. I know. That's clue one and a half by you, by the way. Clue one and a half. I mean, you basically just said OG was right there. Well, I mean, he was right from his. I know. This is a layup for the next person. Well, he was onto they, it. Should I mean, be. He was onto it. All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. So the idea there that that Nolan Smith is going to take that rollover. Okay, I'll play along. Nolan Smith. Okay, we have no depth at edge because he was the third guy. So now we have Nolan Smith starting, and we have Hassan Reddy. Uh, Josh Sweat starting. Who's who's behind them? Yeah, we got to figure that out. We yeah. got to get some more pieces. But I, I feel like this team is going to be young defensively, and they're going to make mistakes. They're going to, like you said, Joe, we're going to have to put some some puppy pads down for a while. I think that's the theme but, of next season, yeah, puppy, it's puppy pads. Pad. It's going to be some puppy pads because, you know, we always like to talk hungry dogs run faster. <laughs> well, young puppies pee on, pee on furniture, <laughs> and they poop on all over the place. So that's where we are because that's what, that's what we're going to be. We're going to have to figure out to pay skinny Batman, and we're going to have to count on our offense. We've put ourselves in a situation where, regardless to what we do defensively, we're not going to be up to speed at the beginning of the season. That's mm-hmm. a fact. So we've already put our, our, all our eggs into this offensive basket, so we're going to have to make sure that our offense gets off to the start that it needs to be off to in order for our young puppies to pee on the pad and learn how to be house trained when we need them to be house trained. It's the Andy Reid formula. It's the same thing they did last year in the Super Bowl to get those young corners going. That's why they had one of the best defenses, where they had the number one defense in the league. It's, can, it's, it's the truth. Can I do the Reid formula? Can we swap out Reid and Mahomes for what we got here or no? Are we allowed <laughs> to do that? No, I think, I think we, got the form, we got the pieces. We just need to figure out what that disconnect was. Well, that's important. All right, 215-592-9494. When you're, uh, when you're typing up the, uh, the podcast for this segment here, just call it, 
Dick LeBeau and puppy pads. I think that sums it up pretty well. <laughs> all right, Dick LeBeau. LeBeau. <laughs> we'll get back to all your phone calls here. I think I'm going to get called to the office for that. 94 Happy for Andy like you. Or do you feel a little jealousy this morning? Mahomes, he's the best. He's the best quarterback I've ever watched play, and that includes Tom Brady. And Hassan Reddick, your reaction to the rumors yesterday, the Eagles have allowed him to seek a trade. I wouldn't trade him. And you're going to have to hear this next because it's a big one. Jason Kelsey, you got to hear how he was speaking about the Eagles. It was a different kind of tone, different kind of word from Kelsey. We'll have that for you next. 215-592-9494, Midday Show, Sports Radio 94, WIP. ESPN Bet is now live in Pennsylvania. As the official sports book of ESPN, ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. Oh, what a play. Must be 21+. plus. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Yeah, bad day for the Niners. Bad day for our buddies out in San Francisco. That is for sure. What, they're uh, like an hour and a half into their morning show out there, our buddies Bonta and, uh, and Joe? It's got to be rough. It ain't hit me back yet. Either. No, not yet? They're in their feelings, I'm sure. It probably, probably won't be nothing nice they're going to say, but, I mean, I kind of expect Well, that. listen, they, they, last year they laughed at us, <laughs> and now we can laugh at them as they, they lose a Super Bowl. They had a 10-point lead in last night. But uh, the, obviously the story is Mahomes and Reed. Unbelievable. Mahomes has now won three Super Bowls, down 10 in all of them. Andy Reed, three rings on his finger. 215-592-9494. Uh, look, Andy's great. I, I appreciate what he did here. I am overall happy for his success. I do have a, twins of je- a twin of jealousy, though, because it's there. It's like, man. not One was like, oh, yeah, go Andy. And then last year was like, no, Andy beat the Eagles. And now it's like, how many is he going to win here? And when it comes to Patrick Mahomes, this is it's the biggest gap I've ever seen between the best player and whoever the second best player in his sport since Michael Jordan. It, it surpasses LeBron and the gap between him and you know Kobe or Durant or Curry, whoever you thought was the second best in any time. Certainly football. I didn't think the gap between Peyton Manning and Brady was as big as, as the gap between you know Mahomes and everybody else. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. And your chance to comment on the Hassan Reddick situation. The Eagles have granted a permission to seek a trade. I wouldn't move them. Hugh Wood. Jesse in Philly. What's up, Jesse? Jesse. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, Jesse. Jesse. What's up, buddy? I'm happy this morning, man. I enjoyed the game last night. I'm glad San Francisco got their mouth smacked. Um, you know, they keep whining. Uh, Chiefs are Chiefs are a really good football team, man. Andy Reid has, has gotten a lot better at coaching since he left Philadelphia. Um, they drafted that defense that really – shut down the 49ers most of the game and, uh, you know, helped them all year because uh, the Chiefs' uh, offense obviously isn't isn't what it used to be since they had to lose some of their skill position players. You, well, Jesse, um, you're right about that. They've done a great job drafting defense. Sneed is a tremendous player. McDuffie's tremendous. Karloftis. They, 
It's like the defense keeps them in it now, and then Mahomes just you know wins it at the end. Yeah, uh, I used to I used to hate hate on Mahomes, but um, after this year and seeing what he did, I, I've become a big fan of his. Uh, but the reason I really wanted to call is because these guys are talking about keeping Hassan Reddick. First and foremost, you got to have a guy that wants to be here, and obviously, if he's looking for a trade, he doesn't want to be here. But second off, we're talking about the best player on our defense, mm-hmm. and and we're, that's the defense that we said was horrible. So if you're a best player on a terrible defense, how good are you? Um, I, I'm not interested in having a guy here for a sack. He's a sack specialist, and he gets 11 sacks, and he's a liability, like you said, in the run game. Uh, he gets pushed around. He, he gets, uh, he's not disciplined, doesn't contain the edge. Um, you know, I don't think he deserves big-time money. I mean, you look at Bosa Hutchinson. You look at, uh, you know, even the, uh, Jones from last night. Mm-hmm. These guys move, move all over the line. They play the run. They rush the passer. They contain. I mean, those are big time edge rushers. You know, Reddick's the middle of the pack guy. You can't uh, so, give him a so ton of Jesse, money. I I don't think he's as good as Bosa. I don't think he's as good as Miles Garrett. But he's, a, he's he's not he's not that type of player. Right, he's not an all around player. More, he's more of a Micah Parsons. Yeah, he's an, he's a pass rusher. But yeah. there is value, uh, and, and, Jesse. There is value to that. It's not like that's not a valuable thing. It's, yeah, but he's twenty nine though. That's what I'm saying. He's he's older, and if he wants more money, the value's not there in my mind. We have so many other holes to fill. Let the guy go. Draft some young guys in the draft. Let's build this defense like the Chiefs did and see what happens. Well, that's probably where it's going to go, Jesse. Man, it's a good phone call, and I understand that. But, like, the idea that, well, we were 30th at defense with them, we could be 30th without them. We don't want to be 30th. I want want to be top 10. I I want to be a good defense, and I just think losing a good player is going to make it challenging. Yeah, and I hear what you're saying, Joe, but I I think that as a fan, and and this is how I'm thinking, because I have no ill will towards Hassan Reddick. I like him. I like him a lot, and I feel like this defense is going to suffer to a certain extent. But there are two things that are in play here, a couple things that are in play in my mind. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want to be here. He wants to be paid, and the Eagles don't want to pay him because they they probably feel like there's uh, other areas where they need to to spend money, and he's not a priority to them. Number two, there's a good chance that he might be one of the issues that they were having in the locker room. And again, this is all speculation on my part because when you think about the type of player that he is that we've already established, that you don't readily let those guys go. But like I said earlier, if he doesn't want to be here, you can't make him be here. And you're also trying to recapture the culture that puts you in position to be in the Super Bowl last year. So there's that that that's in play. So there's so many different intangibles that go into this. And like I said, my own personal uh, dealings with stuff like this, I was a, I was a I was a butthole when it came to to uh, acting up in the locker room. I remember one time, uh, coach coach who was it? Uh, who was it? the tuna? Bill Parcells. Parcells. And he was in the meeting, and I'm just chirping, and I'm, you know, doing kind of like doing what I'm doing here, just talking around my mouth. And he was like, son, could you please be quiet? I'm trying to make a point here. And as soon as he stopped talking, I said, but when he leave, I'll be talking again. And he didn't, he didn't like that. He didn't like any of that stuff. So it's one of those things where when you're trying to establish a culture, especially in the position we're about to be in, we got a new coaching staff coming in. We got a new regime coming in. And to be honest, folks, we don't know what went wrong with this team. Why did it break down? So when the new guys come in, the first thing they're going to ask is who are the guys that want to be here? Who are the guys that want to be better? Hassan Reddick has made it clear he does not want to be here. He's asked for a trade. So you let you grant him what he wants, and you move on from that. that that's the bottom line with that. And there's a good chance that he might have been one of the cats that was, you know, 
one of the locker room lawyers. So I agree with you on that. I, I think there's a real chance he is a malcontent right now. I mean, he was kind of vocal with that. You know, sometimes malcontents is we don't hear them. Yeah. He was vocal. He didn't like being dropped back into coverage. Maybe he could give no answers. at the end. He was annoyed at the end of the season. Very much so. I, this traces back to last summer. I mean, the, 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 I'm not surprised by this news yesterday. He didn't practice like the first two weeks of camp. We we talked about it. Some people were like, that's eh, not a big deal. He wanted a new contract. He was asked about it. He said, you know why. He wanted more money last summer. They didn't pay him. They went out there this year. They started dropping it back into coverage. So he can't put up stats to get his new contract. I, I get it. He's annoyed. My thing on this is, is simple. Are they going to be as good without him? I know they weren't good last year, but I'm looking to be good next year. And I think it's going to be hard, Kyle, for them to be a good defense next year if you subtract him. Yeah, and I don't know why. Like I, I want to give everybody a little piece of advice here. Don't twist yourself into a pretzel trying to diminish Hassan Reddick as a player. Well, that's what's no. happening. Just yeah. to just to justify him not being like I, I, you can talk about the money, whether he you know he might, like a little too rich for our blood. That's one thing, but yeah. to say like oh he's not even that good, like best yeah, player on a bad that. defense, yeah. like shut up. That's uh, <laughs> d- d- don't be an idiot. <laughs> no, but Please that's, don't that's be an what idiot. we do because I know the the reality of it is this: if he doesn't want to be here, you can't make him, and it it it, it makes no sense to try to diminish what he brings to the table because he doesn't feel like for Philadelphia. Like we feel for Philadelphia. The writing's on the wall, too. They, they, last year in the first round, they drafted a player that is very similar size-wise and plays the same position. Then they didn't pay him when he asked. I mean, th- this is a year in the making, this situation. Uh, yeah, but, I, so, like, uh, I would just say I'm not going to make the leap to say, like, I think he's unhappy here. I think he wants more money. Like, he wasn't, the reporting wasn't Hassan Reddick has demanded a trade. He has been granted permission to seek a trade. It's the same thing that happened with Slay. He is going to look, test the market, see if he's going to get more money from some other team. And if he can, then maybe we'll work out a deal for him. This isn't him saying, I want out no matter what. Like, if Howie Rosen were to say, we'll give you a deal. Like, say he looks around the market and the difference between what another team will pay him and what the Eagles will pay him is only a few million. He probably stays. I think he stays. Yeah, plus he's a local guy. He's well, from Camden. Well, he's trying to to get an extension. Yeah, he wants more money. So, so... It, it all depends because I think for, for guys, I mean, 16, 15 million, 16, whatever he's making, that's not nothing to sneeze at. But he's probably looking at the fact that he's a little bit older and he's probably looking to get one last bite at the apple. Totally. And the Eagles aren't looking at it like that. And for him, 29, 29-year-old pass rush looks better than a 30-year-old pass rush. Uh, agreed. And plus, he doesn't know right now what kind of year he will have. Yeah. He could get hurt. He could decline, right? Yeah, he's so a- he's looking for that guaranteed money. And again, I'm not mad at him for that. And everything that I say – about Hassan Reddick is purely speculation because I don't know. I, I think he's a hell of a person, hell of a pass rusher. But when you talk about what this team needs, because that's what that's what we I think as fans, we we need to realize that when we talk about making our team better, somewhere you're probably gonna have to trim the fat. Like that that's the reality. And as far as we were talking about it this morning and the numbers and everything, he doesn't like if he's not here, it's not like a huge cap uh, help or anything it like that. About a million bucks. But if he doesn't want to be here, you can't make the man be here. I mean, you just can't because we are in a position right now where our culture is fragmented for whatever reason. We don't know. We have not figured that out yet. And if he doesn't want to be a part of the rebuild, then you just have to respect that and keep it moving. That's it. Yeah, look, uh, if they want to win a Super Bowl next year, though, he's it's better if he's here. And and they may, we may be moving towards them acknowledging that they're going to take a step back to go forward. I, mean, I don't know if we want to acknowledge that right now, but 
that this may be part of that kind of offseason. 215 592 9494. All right, here, let's give people a second clue here before we move forward here in our Hughes clues. What do we have for another clue? We, are we doing another clue? Yeah, let's give people okay. a clue. Okay. Both won Oscars for the same movie. Ah, there's one right there. All right, so we got a pair of actors. Both won Oscars for the same movie. Tyrone, Middletown. What's up, Tyrone? Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, Tyrone. What's up? Oh, wow. Just listening to a good show. Um, wanted to comment on the Super Bowl, a couple observations. Uh, I thought it was a great game. It got really good at the end. Uh, of note, um, but I wanted to make a comment, though, on um, on the rule changes as it pertains to the rankings of the greatest quarterbacks because I, I think the game uh, wouldn't have uh, San Francisco would have won the game if it wasn't for the rule changes for overtime. And I think that the Chiefs would have lost if not for that, because it's whoever it used to be whoever scores first. So it, it, it was whoever scored first, and then it became you, you could win with the touchdown to start. Now it's you ha- you know each team gets it no matter what happens that first possession. Yeah, but what I'm saying is with all of the changing of the rules when you're when they're ranking the quarterbacks as to who's the greatest and the goat and all of this, mm-hmm. I think it's not. You're using different. Uh, I, I'm trying to break it down as simple as I can say it. It's you mean different, different measurements, rules. different, different, different uh, analytics yeah, for each quarterback. Yeah. Every Tyler, yeah. I, I agree with you. every era has its own thing. Like, but I could also point to, yeah, you know, Montana played in an era where you know they couldn't, they they could hit the quarterback, right? That made it harder. But he also played in an era with no salary cap, so they just kept they kept all those great players. It's it's more challenging now. In the salary cap era, from that per- so every every era is different. Yeah, well, that that's true, but but at the same time, for them to call he he he's won three Super Bowls. Brady won what seven? Seven, yeah. Yes. And and I think that for you know just two years ago, Brady was the greatest thing since sliced bread, and now and they were saying that he was the greatest athlete ever. Gretzky, Jordan. Jim Brown, like they're naming the icons of sports, and to throw Pat Mahomes in that mix, I think is I think is ludicrous. So, all right, Tyron, let, let me say this, and I I, I I respect that opinion. Like he hasn't done it for long enough for you yet, but at some point, everyone realized Michael Jordan was better than Bill Russell. You just saw it with your eyes, mm-hmm. right? Bill Russell won eleven rings. Jordan only had six. But at some point, you just say, like, Jordan did things Bill Russell couldn't. That's the way I view Mahomes-Brady. Brady's accomplishments are the better. It's obviously better. But Mahomes does some stuff that Brady couldn't dream of doing. Yeah, true. True, with his feet. And, but, but Brady was a surgeon without, without the physical attributes. And in that, and in that regard, he, I think he was a much better decision maker. If, if you're just looking at a pure quarterback with, with, with no speed, and a bad knee. Yeah, it's a fun it, – look, it, it, the debate will be on now for the rest of his career. Tyrone, give us a guess for Hughes Clues. Who are we talking about? Yeah, can, can I make another quick comment about uh, Hassan Reddick? Yeah, well, yeah, what do you think? Well, I think Hassan Reddick, the one he, – he's a great pass rusher, but the one thing I noted about him when he's on defense, when he comes up on the line, he doesn't seal the edge, and he's kind of ineffective in certain situations against the run. And if he's not making a sack, I, I, I don't really recall him making too many plays other than sacks. And I think in, in, in a certain respect, that's where the Eagles need more toughness 
and, and they need to, to shore up the middle of their defense because that's where the weaknesses lie. They do, and, and, they, and do think, they do need to do that. I mean, I don't think anyone's disputing that, but I, I'd like to keep him and add to the middle of the defense. That, that would be good. Tyrone, give us a guess here, Hughes Clues. Who are we talking about? Well, it, it kind of threw me when you said they won an Oscar on the, each one an Oscar. I, I, I can't I, – I really don't even have a good guess for that because that one threw me off. I'm, I'm like, racking my brain to see who won an Oscar. This one lasted way longer than I thought uh, I know, was. Tyrone, man, we appreciate – well, I think one of our callers had it, but he couldn't – yeah. He couldn't get there. He just he was yeah. He, <laughs> you could say that. Terrence in Springfield. What's up, Terrence? Who's yo, Kyle? What's up? Hey, Terrence. What's, what's up, up, buddy? Man? First of all, on this glorious day, I just want to say, Big Big Niner Gang. <laughs> you know what? Any trolling we get of the Niners, we will accept it with with open arms on this show. What are you thinking here, Terrence? Look, man. I'm I'm I feel, I'm, I'm excited that Andy Rewind. I feel good for him. But I was telling Kyle, every time they switched to that Taylor Swift kissing and hugging, that was kind of cringe, man. I was tired of seeing that, especially after the last the last score. They cut right to Taylor Swift, like, for the hundredth time. Like, give it a break already. Then they show him after the game kissing and smooches. Get a hotel. Yeah, you got Get a, a hotel. hotel, Kelsey. They had a hotel. They probably got it in. Like, uh, I'm sure they have a hotel room. Yeah, I'm sure but they do. I, I, I'm, probably I'm thinking the Niners. The <laughs> like you said, Joe, they were clowning us. By how we lost, Debo said, everybody, oh, we would have won a Super Bowl last year if Purdy didn't get hurt. But what happened this year? Purdy wasn't – he wasn't the difference. And these guys were dropping like flies. Greenlaw dropped, dropped to the ground. Anybody even touched this guy. Yeah, like, that, that was spooky, Oh, that his was Achilles tough. just yeah. popped right into the field. That, that one was tough. And, and I feel like right now you got to give Andy Reid his, his credit. And I got two quick points. I got one on Reddick real quick, and I got one – on the situation with Kelsey on the sideline with Andy Reid. I don't know if you guys saw this, but I was on my social media after the game, and A.J. Brown tweeted out, if that was me, I would have been out of the league. And I thought that was hilarious that A.J. Brown tweeted that, that if that was me. And he, I feel like he's right about that. If that was A.J. Brown, this would have been bigger bigger news than what it is with Kelsey right now. Uh, I agree with that. So there's some discrepancy. Apparently there's some – Al, AJ or Slay is saying it wasn't AJ that actually put that out there. It's, it's, uh, always open it. That's AJ. I know. It, it's it's bizarre because I don't think anyone's disagreeing with him, right? If it was AJ, it would have been a bigger deal because, you know, we have some history here and we've, we've obviously us in Philadelphia have talked about AJ and, you know, it would have been that. more of a conversation. Yeah. It, yeah. Been, it definitely uh, would have been more of a conversation. On this Reddick thing, I got an argument yesterday when the tweet first came out on Elliot, on ESP's page on, on Instagram. So I tweeted, I said, I responded to ESP's thing. I said, the reason they're letting this guy go, probably because he, his drop-off. He dropped off in the Super Bowl. In the last eight games of the season, he only had two sacks. He was, he was a ghost. And I feel like they feel like if this guy ain't going to show up, either he, was, either he was a ghost, I told the guy, or he wasn't interested in playing. He wasn't into it, or he wasn't locked in. So it's either he wasn't there mentally, or he was a ghost somewhere, somewhere else. Because he was not... That defense was awful, and I told him I, I'm not on the. I told him I'm a fan, but I'm gonna be a critical fan. One of these guys showed up, especially especially Reddit. He was nowhere to be found. He, well, you're right about that. He did not get near the quarterback enough down the stretch. I mean, no one did, but he certainly did. Terrence, give us a guess for Hughes clues. Who are we talking about? I, I thought I had it from the beginning, but when you guys said the Oscar, I said uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. You got it, Terrence. That's it. Yeah, because they they won an Oscar for I, I got, was it Goodwill Hunting? Yeah, they 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 wrote I, it together. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't watch that one. I watched I knew it from Dogma. 
It's never funny. even heard of that movie. This morning, You've never heard of Dogma? Nope. We were both. We were all coming at the same duo, right? Like we were trying to figure this yeah. out. But we we came at it from a different perspective. He was like, "Yeah, Dogman." And he kind of like, "No, no, Goodwill and Hunting." They looked at no, but the way y'all looked at me and everybody got quiet. I felt like, well, I am the oldest person in the room, but it was I felt real old. Now, Will, now Goodwill Hunting actually came out before Dogma. Yeah, that's so, crazy. Yeah, it wasn't an age thing. It just was. I I just I associate them always with Goodwill Hunting. Well, I always associated with Dogma. Full disclosure. I don't even remember Ben Affleck was in Goodwill Hunting. He was his buddy. He was the one that was trying to encourage him to go to school, encourage him to leave. He I mean, I know See, Matt, Matt Damon and Robin Williams. I've, well, never, yes. that's, I've never seen Goodwill Hunting. Don't you remember the end where he, like the whole time he tells me he wants to knock on his door one day and him not to answer? I, I oh, you guys, come on. I have a great yeah, never, recollection of Goodwill Hunting. Movie. I didn't watch it. You guys got to watch You always tell me I got to watch it. No, y'all got to watch Dogma. I'll that watch, was sure, watch that Dogma. That was good. I'll watch Dogma. Who was to have a Lennis Morris sit in there? She was in it because she was Jesus. Alanis Morissette was Jesus? I think that's who it I was. I mean, I'm not going to debate you on this. If you say that, I believe it. Isn't it ironic, don't you think? Yeah. That's her, right? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. all right, before we move on, I just want to address one thing that Terrence said there. He mentioned the uh, Reddick sacks and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They also dropped it back into coverage a lot at the end of the yeah, season. The, so the, let, yeah, he was. Yeah, let's he hit was, that. Yeah. All right, we did promise you the Kelsey stuff. Let's play the Kelsey audio here. So we have two different pieces of audio from Kelsey, one from this yes. weekend and one from when? A couple weeks ago? This was. January? See, the date is January 18th. All right, let's listen to the first one. It, let's do this in sequential order. January 18th, okay. listen to how Kelsey talks about himself in comparison to the Eagles. Would you like to see Nick come back? Yes. Of course, yeah, I love Nick. I think Nick's a great coach. I really do. I think he's a great head coach. Um, obviously, you know, nobody was good enough this year. Um, I wasn't. None of the players... None of the coaches are good enough down the stretch. That's the reality of this business. You know, when you're that bad, it's it's a collective thing. And um, but you know, I'll always have faith in Nick Sirianni. I think he's uh, he does a lot of things structurally and organizationally that I think are really w- well done. Um, obviously, we got a lot of things to fix uh, to improve the outcomes and you know, the offense in general, um, from my perspective for next year. But um, no, I, I think very very highly next year. A lot of wheeze in there, wheeze about the Eagles as if he's still part of the team. Now listen to Jason Kelsey this weekend speaking about the Philadelphia Eagles. How are you feeling about the whole thing? And you don't know anything, do you? You're still trying to figure it out. I'll say this. I, I feel really confident that the Eagles are going to be good next year. Yeah. I still think they have great talent. <laughs> I still think they have great coaches. They've added two new coaches in yeah. Kellen Moore. And, well, I don't even know. Is Kellen officially? I think he's Yeah, I think yeah. he's there. Uh, yeah. yeah. So Kellen and Vic are obviously really talented, well-respected coaches. So they're going to have a whole offseason to figure out what's stalled out, what they can do to improve it. And with not just the coaches, but all the people in that building, I really think uh, they're going to come back with a vengeance. I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a tremendous year next year. Um, I I am very confident the Eagles are going to be very, very good. He gone. A lot of they's in there, everybody. No, he's auditioning, man. I mean, that doesn't – I hear what you're saying. I'm not denying He went from we to they. Yes, but you also are on the biggest platform – and there's probably some people there that want to hear what it sounds like when you when you you know you talk about it you distance yourself from the squad. Yeah, and the uh, in between those two things, the first audio and the second, he did meet at the Super Bowl with networks to talk about a role. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it's it's pretty clear that he's his mind is not in the same space it was a few weeks ago. Man, I tell you, the the money, and, and you know, I know some people will tell you that money is not a big deal. They're lying. <laughs> they are lying to you. The money that they're probably throwing at him, him and his wife are sitting back, and they're probably just weighing their options. 
he's still going to be in Philadelphia, I would assume. He's probably going to fly to whatever network he's going to go to on the weekend or whatever it is, or maybe he'll have a home here or have a home there, whatever it is. But he's going to have options, and his podcast is doing well. So I'm, I'm happy for him. I am truly happy that he has put himself in a space where he can make just as much money physically as he can mentally. I mean, that's, that's a beautiful place to be. And it's not a lot of guys who can walk off the field like him at the height of your game and go into another job and make just as much or more money. I Well, I respect it. I think we all do. It's a matter of he's got to make a decision here. And it seems like sometimes it sounds like we and sometimes it sounds like they. 215-592-9494. Your phone calls coming. We'll take a lot of calls this next segment here. Are you happy, Fareed? A little bit of jealousy in there. And of course, the Hassan Reddick situation would you trade him? Would you try to make him stay? And all your reaction is Super Bowl 58, 215-592-9494. That's how you hop in. It is the Midday Show, as always, right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. If you're a caregiver in the Philadelphia or Lehigh Valley areas looking after a loved one, reach out to my friends at Ameribest today. When you call 1-800-HOME-CARE, a live onboarding specialist will assist you in the hiring process. Ameribest offers daily pay, performance bonuses, reward programs, and more to support their caregivers. Let Ameribest take care of you so you can focus on what matters most, caring for your loved one. Call today at 1-800-HOME-CARE or visit AmeribestHomeCare.com slash radio. Eagle fans are having fun right now. It's good to see that they exist. I didn't know they existed anymore. I really didn't. But it's fine. I can wear it. You guys want to talk? You can talk. I'm here for it. We talked our talk. We did. We talked our talk. We got to wear it. We ain't going nowhere. We're not going to We're not gonna cry. You know, no, we will cry about it. We actually probably did cry about this loss. This loss hurts. It hurts very, very bad. But we can wear it. And we'll see Philadelphia next year. And we'll kick your ass once again, and we'll send you back to your miserable city. Remember, you got to wake up in Philadelphia. I don't. I get to wake up in the Bay Area or Delaware in <laughs> New Jersey. <laughs> exactly. These clowns. You know, I'm good over here. There are uh, our buddies out in San Francisco. I, mean, I don't even get the thing at the end. Like, all right, like that's cool. As if we're all waking up in a bad place. Because I mean, like, there's plenty of beautiful areas beautiful around here. Out here. Yeah, like th- that's a weird knock on everybody. Well, we have to live in. It's not like they're in Hawaii. Well, first of all, you would have to guess that the mood in Philadelphia is twenty times better than the of mood in San Francisco. It is. I mean, yes. I, you, you think maybe some stabbings might have went on <laughs> around that that area last yeah, night? I, like, know, I don't know what went on out there, but here's what I know. Wow, uh, <laughs> what, they uh, strong. <laughs> what, what they what music was under them there? Where were they playing themselves? It was uh, Numb by Linkin yeah, Park. That, yeah, yeah. That, oh, they're numb. Yeah, they're going through it out there in San Francisco, <laughs> taking shots at us and. It's also loser talk. Talk about a regular season game next year. It's like, oh, we'll beat you next year. Well, guess what? Neither of our team or your team beat the Chiefs. That's the reality. Well, they're thinking about the Eagles when they oh, just yeah. lost to yeah. the Chiefs. Because they saw Hughes tweet. That's what it's about. <laughs> it's a I mean, little sad. That's they're, they're looking at that. I mean, that's that's what they saw and they got all into it. All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Lot to react to off of last night. The Super Bowl. Obviously, Mahomes is just unbelievable. Eight of eight on the final drive. Eight of eight on the final drive. Two big runs. It reminded me of last year when he broke the Eagles back with the run. Yeah, that back-breaking play looked familiar. This guy's unbelievable. Yeah, it, it is. It's, it's remarkable how good he is and how young he still is. Three titles, 28 years old, 
And I think the gap between him and whoever the, you think the second-best quarterback is is huge. I, I don't think it's close. That, that's how good this guy is. And with Andy, always happy for his success. A little twinge, though, this morning or now afternoon, Hugh. A little jealousy as he's got three of these things now. Got three of them things. Since he left here. Three. Yeah, he's doing his thing, man. No question about it. And he's probably going to win more. The last two Chiefs teams have not been on paper their best. I mean, they're like – no one, they weren't the, the odds on favorite all year. They were an underdog last night. There is a real chance they get better. That defense is young. It's probably going to stay mostly together. They have the quarterback. They have the coach. They'll get better at receiver, offensive line. Yeah. You, they're, they're likely not done here, and everybody else is playing for second place, it feels like, yeah, some years. And, and when you have that, like, chemistry is a huge deal in football. And, and I know that, that we've talked about, and a lot of people – are on different sides of the fence about what Travis Kelsey did and everything like that. Like, my my job here is, like, you can believe whatever you want to believe. Let me say that first. You can feel however you want to feel about what happened between Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid. But my job this morning is not to try to change your mind about the way you feel, try to take you behind the velvet rope a little bit and tell you how these relationships go. A lot of times, in in the heat of battle, and that was the heat of battle. And 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 I know for the, all the people that are in the, in the service, they don't like some people don't like to use the word battle. But in the heat of the moment, let me just say that in the heat of the moment, there are things that happen where emotions run high, and people might get cursed out. People might say some things that normally, and un, under any other circumstance, that they wouldn't say. And that was what I saw last night. Now, did it bother me a little bit? Because that's my coach, and y'all know how I feel about Andy Reid. But I understood in that moment what was going on. And that's what it was, That's what it was, plain and simple. And I know a lot of people feel like it was disrespectful and things of that nature. That's fine if you feel that way. That's fine. But my job today is to tell you, because I've been in those situations, that after that happened, those cats, especially after they won, and even if they would have lost, I feel like their relationship is so that they would have hugged each other and kept it moving because – They've been through this before, and you just don't you don't fall out over something like that. Not if you've not as much success as they've had. That's nothing compared to them. I can tell you about Tater Taste that we've had before. After we lost, when we were about to come to blows, and it never happened. So that that's just one of those things where you can feel the way that you feel. But my job this morning is to just try to take you behind the rope a little bit and just give you a little bit more perspective, and then you can make your decision. 215-592-9494. Also, your reaction to the Reddick thing. I would not trade him. Hugh would do it. Uh, Hugh would move on and trade Hassan Reddick. He is allowed now to explore a trade. The Eagles are giving him permission to go out there and find a trade. Oh, let's go to the phone lines here. Gary in South Philly. Hey, Gary. Gary. Gary going once, twice. Gary, just like the 49ers. I mean, All come apart. on. Falling apart when we go to him. All right, let's go to Robert in Germantown. What's up, Robert? Robert. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, Robert. On, Robert. I'm listening to your show. I'm trying to find some Fosnock donuts today and tomorrow, guys. Yeah, it's Fat Tuesday tomorrow. Fat Tuesday. Oh, yep. you mean the Mardi Gras? Yep. Yep. Damn, it's on yeah, the Tuesday, too. Depends on your Dutch to make these special donuts. Only two days a year. Maybe I'll see if I can bring some by tomorrow. Ooh, it's going to be tough to say no to donuts on a Fat Tuesday, Robert. I know that. <laughs> We'll try. Uh, beautiful game yesterday. You know, the Brazilians, they only like the victory if it's played beautifully. I thought all the things you ever hear me talking about really came out yesterday. Great great passion, great intensity, wonderful schemes on both sides. Uh, really, really nice, good football game, which we need to learn how to play. You know, 
I'm jealous. I'm jealous of what I saw in the field, guys. Yeah, right. Robert, I, I, you know, you mentioned uh, jealous of the what you saw. It was a great game, and I thought both sides had really good coaching at times. They made some mistakes, but mostly a lot of good coaching, and I just thought the intensity of the defenses. I mean, the def- those defensive backs for the Chiefs are incredible, and they really changed the game. A lot of times early, Purdy had no – like there was no one open at all. Right. No, well, there's schemes. You know, the defensive schemes, you know, Shanahan's designs, Andy's last play, the motion, you know, the counter motion stuff he was doing. It was just brilliant to watch the innovation and the passion, the linebacker play, and running backs running with anger, you know, even Pacheco. the fullback for San Francisco, yeah. Pacheco, the fullback, you know, uh, McCaffrey. I mean, this was really, really what I want the Eagles to become. Will we become that? Uh, well, I'm not sold on Sirianni. I'm not sold on Rosamond making the good choices that obviously Kansas City and San Francisco have been making in the draft. You know, even last year, how many guys were rookies that were that beat us in the Super Bowl? Kansas City drafted, remember? Yeah, McDuffie, yeah. Karloftis, quite a few. Yeah, so we got to pick it up, guys. We got to get got to have a really great draft. I'm with you. We don't particularly have a lot of money. Um, you know, I would I trade Reddick? Uh, Kyle and I were talking with. I love Reddick, but let's see what the offer is. I mean, you can't say no. We're pretty desperate for upgrade uh, in a lot of places, and uh, we got to get back to playing beautiful football on both sides of the ball, guys. Yeah, not totally agree with yeah. that. Yeah, Robert, and the coaching aspect last night, there was a lot of great ones. Robert, we appreciate. It. How about Andy? The game winner was the same play he beat the Eagles on last year. Yeah, it was the corn dog. Corn dog. Yeah, I remember that play. Like when it, when I saw it, I was like, yeah, I remember that play. And it looked like for for the the whole game that when they needed to get it done, they had plays that got it done for them. I mean, that was the beautiful thing about it, and it was like a flashback. It gave me PTSD because I was looking at it, and I'm like, damn, I saw that before. Damn, I saw that last year. And they won the same way. We got beat the same way. Let, let's just call it what it is. We got beat. They beat us the same way they beat the San Francisco 49ers last night. With his legs, yep, sixty. I think it was about the a mirror image of what he had last year, sixty yards rushing. And that run, to the the last big run he had on the third and one, it looked just like the play he beat yeah. the Eagles on, oh. just like it. Man, I tell you, it it. And you know what? As a defender, a former defender, I should say, I felt the pain of that 49ers defense because, dog, when I tell you the lane integrity that they were able to keep all night long and to keep him in the pocket and to make him make those throws that he didn't want to make, they played a beautiful game up into that that fifth quarter when they started to it started to break down. Even when he ran a couple times, they were they got back into they they call it a retrace where you run up the field and you see the quarterback uh, running and you retrace your steps and go and tackle him. They did a great job of that last night. And it was not enough. It was just – it wasn't enough, man. It wasn't enough. And that's a backbreaker. That's demoralizing. Yeah, when, when the Niners uh, got the field goal to start overtime, you just knew what was going to happen. You just felt it. Mahomes, there's a, there's a Michael Jordan thing where if the Bulls were down a bucket, he was going to score. You, yeah. just, you just knew it. And, and it felt like that. Like, it, it was funny. And I remember the moment you were talking about, well, who you want to have the ball last? And I was thinking, like, damn. Mahomes got it last. You already knew. It was just a matter of time. It was just a matter of time. You knew it. It was nothing that San Fran was going to be able to do to stop this. It was just like, how long can we hold him off? Because it's coming. You know what I mean? 
It's like, how long can we hold him off? Yep. And they, look, the, I thought the Niners' defense played well for a lot of that game. You mentioned they had uh, both had ten pressures by himself. They had an interception. They they came to play. But you get, I think Mahomes had thirteen possessions last night. You give him thirteen possessions, he's going to score. I mean, it's yeah. just inevitable. Lou in Delco. Hey, Lou. Lou. Yo. What's up, Lou? What is up? Uh, a lot is up, I guess. You know. <laughs> you, I love you, man. But here we go with the I love you, but go for it, Lou. Say what you got to uh, say. It's fucking corn. I'm sorry. Effing corn dog. Corn dog. That was the name of the play they won on. Corn dog. Yeah, corn dog. You know, uh, Jason Kelsey, he's just messing with us. You know, he still hasn't made his mind up. Don't you agree? Uh, I don't. I think that you're probably right on that. He hasn't fully made his mind up. Yeah, Lou, I, I agree with that. He, he's mm-hmm. he's probably leaning certainly towards one direction, but I don't think he's made a final decision yet. Yeah. And listen, man, I, I, I love you guys. I really do. I really do love you guys. And, uh, yes, I do medicate, but I'm not driving in circles today, all right? You- this is a joke, quite <laughs> oh, frankly. Oh, yeah, that's cool. I mean, hey, man, we all medicate. I, I, use, I medicate, too, so it's cool. I, I, get, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, and I just want to let you guys know, uh, I have an admission that kind of like my my life right now, my home life, my work life, uh, all around, all three phases, if you want to call it right, is just mirroring what's going on with the Eagles, right? So I have a lot of opinions when it comes to the Eagles right now. I just, mm-hmm. you know, so it's hard to, uh, you know, Hold back a little bit because we got time to unpack all of this. Well, right? that's what we do. We unpack it right? all. That's what we, we do this and every you, day. I, man. Feel, you, I feel your love, and I want to circle back to something that What's happened that, bro? on Friday. Right? You what had happened? a caller. I can't remember his name, and the man broke down on the air. He started crying. Right? Yes. And I, <laughs> I feel like that. I feel that man's pain. Right? He lost a son. Yes. And I have sons. I have family, and I want to say. I'm very proud of this. It had three generations of men and boys in the same room at the same time sharing a common interest, a connection, which was the Super Bowl. That's pretty right? cool. Yeah. Yeah, it is cool. Right. However, I hated the game. <laughs> Why? Because Andy won? Yeah, and we all knew that. I had to. I had to. I was already on with John Johnson this morning. <laughs> I guess I'm crazy. I was We're already on anymore. with John Johnson Yeehaw. this morning. And I told the story. The story is, is that I had to take the 40 whiners, and they are whiners, all right? They are. Yeah, they're, well, their they fans are, are even whining now. They are whiners, sure. yep. right? And he took the Chiefs. But because he's my father, <laughs> what did I do? Out of respect for the man. The good man, the greatest man that I know. I took the 49ers, and he took the Chiefs, and I lost $15 to him. Well, I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm happy he won, Lou. I'm not, I'm not happy you lost, right, but I'm happy, happy he won. won. Yeah, I it's fun. I, Lou, we appreciate it, man. We always appreciate the phone call. What is wrong with him? Lou trying his material on John Johnson first, and then he's got us midday. Yeah, he, he, he uh, refines it on our show. That's yeah. cool. Lou, I get it, man. You know, it's a lot going on. I appreciate your call. Some, some you, you soft launch the take on Johnson's show. And yeah, you then bring you it bring it on home. Yeah. Bring it on home. I get that. I, I get it a lot. What was that noise, that John Johnson noise <laughs> you played? You threw it in there? We got a John Johnson noise? Hee-haw. Yeah, a little hee-haw. Why? <laughs> Why do we have that? I, I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of self-medication. Sometimes you just find things. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of self-medication, I had me a nice little weekend. Yeah? Cool. Blue yeah. shoes? Oh.
Oh no, not the Bluetooth. That's I, John Johnson. I, you know what? I mean, I, I'm I'm not there. Yeah. How about that D, baby? Everything still still is working in working order. <laughs> I don't need. I don't need unless I'm you know I'm going for sport maybe, but not you know rec- recreational. I'm a- Hugh Douglas is up and running. There it is Carl Mapleshade. What's up, Carl? Way to get Yo, the show gosh, back on track. Good afternoon. <laughs> hey, Carl. You know, um, unless Jeffrey Lurie pulls the bandage off the Chip Kelly error and bring in a rock-solid head coach that players respect because the players feel like they're being coached by the front office right now, this is the heart of the problem. They did, you mean, did you mean Sirianni or Chip Kelly, Carl? You say Chip. When I say Chip Kelly was when they gave him total control. Oh, right, right. Jeffrey Lurie feels like, I'll never do that again. Well, guess what, Jeff? You're never going to win again unless you trust a rock-solid head coach that players respect. Players aren't going to accept being coached by the – manipulated by the front office. Yeah, he went to the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, but he lost it. But he went. Though. I know. But then you saw what happened this year. He stunk <laughs> it up. Just, I'm just saying he went. Carl, I hear you, man. I, I don't know if this setup's going to work. This Sirianni thing doesn't feel right. Unless Jeffrey Lurie can get over it, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I don't care what the longevity of Bill Belichick is. I bring him in and said, Bill, I got a lot of nonsense going on within this organization, and he's a no-nonsense coach. And even if it's two or three years – they got to get somebody to clean the nonsense up. Jason Kelsey ain't coming back, and he can play at a high level, but he knows no matter what he said, they can't win. He's not coming back to this mess, and it's got to be cleaned up. Yeah, we need less nonsense next year, Carl. I agree with that. More tackling, less points allowed, less nonsense. I think we all agree with that one. Yeah, and hopefully we can do that with the coach that we had because we ain't about to get a new one no time. So that's not going to But the players – have to believe, man, they take on a personality of a good coach. That's what you have to have. They have no respect for the front office that coaches are being manipulated by them. That's done. There is no player that's going to accept that. And if Jeff don't realize it immediately, I'm bringing Bill in tomorrow. Carl's not done with the coach thing. I love it. He's, he's bringing Bill in tomorrow. I'm not done with it. I got a nonsense that has to be cleaned up. 2024 Eagles, less nonsense. Carl, we appreciate it. Speaking of Lurie, and part of the reason I have some jealousy today, you see him on the sidelines before the game hugging Andy? He's there. No, I didn't. Jeff, I didn't see that. Jeff was there hugging Andy before the game started. I didn't see that. I didn't see all of I mean, I appreciate that he is, you know, he still has, he, I think he roots for Andy, and I think he's happy to see Andy's success. But again, I, I was very happy for Andy the first time. All in, Andy appreciation, go Andy the first time. Last year, obviously, he faced the Eagles. How many do, is Andy going to get before it's like, man, like that's enough, Andy? Uh, I, don't, I don't think there's no such things enough. But I mean for people here. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure people are probably – he's probably there now for a lot of people here. The first one he got was probably enough for people here. But it's one of those things, man, when you have a good thing going, you try to ride that – that it, as long as you possibly can. Yeah, the, the more this goes on, and again, I keep referencing the Chiefs weren't even that great this year. They they weren't. They weren't a dominant team. They they weren't have a bye. They, they didn't have the second seed. They had the third seed in the playoffs. Th- this was supposed to be their downtime. Last year and this year, young defense, young receivers. This was they were rebuilding the team and still winning Super Bowls. Th- this is the the, the Mahomes Jordan thing. 
Jordan ruined so many legacies or changed so many legacies in the 90s because he just beat guys that probably thought they could have won a championship. Reggie Miller, Patrick Ewing, Shaquille O'Neal. Then he obviously he went on and won after Michael was done. But Malone and Stockton. Oh, yeah, it was disrespectful. Hugh, I wonder if the and Niners player, and the Eagles frustrated. are yeah. those teams to the Chiefs. Like, you get frustrated. Yeah. And you try to – like, when you look at Coach Shanahan's game plan, that was a hell of a game plan. That was a sound game plan. Because you're talking about, even though the offense wasn't as prolific as offenses in the past, they can still score points. And for a long time, you know, with the turnovers and everything, that game was touch and go. It was touch and go all the way to the end. And then Patrick Mahomes just did what he always does. He took over. And that's why I always say, Joe, like, quarterbacks, they always have to have plays where they might have to do a little bit more than what's asked of them. And that's why, again, I know this, this makes people mad. Bob Purdy played a solid game last night. He was balling. And I'll say it again, he was balling. But when it came down to making crucial plays, we had to make, he didn't get them done. But as far as putting the ball in the playmaker's hands that he needed to and not making turnovers, he did a good job in both of those areas. Yeah, like when I look back, I'm, I'm not going to say they lost this game because of Purdy. They lost the game for two reasons. One, Mahomes is amazing. But two – they had the fumble by McCaffrey. Yeah. They had the blocked extra the, point. You know, even with that, the fumble really didn't hurt them it that did, bad. It did, but if they scored there, it might have changed yeah, the game. Yeah, it might have changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I look at it more so on the fumble. That's a, 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 as an extra possession yeah. for the offense. Mm-hmm. And what do you get out of it? The blocked extra point was a killer. Yeah, that, and the, yeah, yeah. And the, the ball that went off the, the blocker's foot on the punt. I mean, they set the Chiefs up for an <laughs> easy touchdown. Yeah, that, that one right. Now, that was the killer. That was the Because you knew that was, the, that was easy money sniper at that point. He was going to get that. Yeah, one play. He was in the end zone. Yeah. That, that was a rough one. Rob Adelko. Hey, Rob. Joe, yeah, what's up, boy? Hey, what's Rob. Going on, what's man? up, buddy? Yeah, I was thinking if I'm not too shortly after my my boy Lou from Delco. I'm not medicating, so I'm going to be a little bit more, you know, uh, clear. But um, my point is, it just shows you you got to be good guys, but you need some luck. Joe, you just mentioned what I was going to say that 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 punt going off the side of the guy's foot, you know, the missed extra point. But when it comes down to it, here's the difference, Hugh, and this is what I'm thinking: in overtime, when they settle for that field goal. I knew it was lights out because I knew that Mahomes is not going to go down kicking the field goal. He's going down to step on their neck and end the game, and that's what they did. When they had second and four, Joe, they had it. Yep. They ran the ball and got stuffed, and I forget what they did on third down. Maybe it's threw a pass. They the did, outside. yeah. Chris Jones got in, and Purdy was pressured, and, and yeah, no one got Yeah, That, that yep. was it. It was second and four, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. Like, this, you know, they're going to go in and score seven. And I don't know why they took it first, because I think it's such an advantage to go second, because you clearly know what you need, and you adjust your play court. You do, Rob. So I was, I was trying to – I don't think there's a right answer. I don't think it's like totally – so I, I agree with you. Second, you know what you need. But I, my guess is Shanahan was thinking, we score, they score, and then it goes to sudden death and I get it first. Like that third true. possession. Yeah, yeah, I, I get you that, Joe. Yeah, but, the, but you that. need to score a touchdown if you're going to do it that way. But see, I looked at it like this, though, Rob. I thought, I thought Kansas City defense was kind of tired. They were leaking oil. They were yeah, leaking they were. oil on that drive because that was like a 15-play drive or yeah. something like that. And they were running the ball, and they were getting gashed in the run. Chris Jones just came up with a hell of a play at the right time to force the field goal. That's what that I guess, was. I guess, Hugh, I guess when Mahomes, like it's the same thing with Mahomes. You know, he was kind of, not only under control, but they, they kind of held him in bait. But when it comes to it, your stars, you know, are stars. And like you said, you know, Chris Jones mustered up that play in the perfect moment. And you knew Mahomes, 
you know, was going to make a couple throws at the end of the game and overtime especially to get it done. And and they did, Hugh. And you know what? I, I was going to rip Kelsey, Hugh, but I listened to what you said a couple calls earlier trying to go behind the scenes. So, you know. I mean, I, but I, you know what, Rob? I, like, I'm here. Like, if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. Yeah, you know, and, that, and, that's, and that's fair. That That's okay. a fair assessment of it. Hugh, you know what? Here's my thing. Like, I understand maybe in practice or regular season game, but on that stage, yeah. in that moment, it just amplified it more. And I'm thinking, like, you know, you know what? I, I, AJ Brown, if you're listening, I don't know if you listen to WIP, but Rob from Doko, I was kind of hard on you, AJ. I was kind of ripping you. And you know what? You know, I kind of I apologize to AJ Brown because I know this stuff goes on all the time, but I mean, heck. I kind of agree with him. You, you know yeah. what's funny, Rob? And this is what I think. Because you remember uh, when Draymond Green punched the lights yeah. out of his teammate? Jordan yeah. Poole, yeah. And remember how NBA players said this ain't a big deal? I remember Kenny the Jet said, hey, it ain't a big deal. It happened all the time. That blew my mind. Yeah. And he was talking from – like, and I have to respect that perspective because, because he, he's been there and he's, and he's seen there, this. You, you know what I mean? There. So, yeah, yeah. that's, that's, that's kind of how I look at it. Because I've been in those heated moments. Now, in the real world, that that dog don't hunt. Yeah, imagine him knocking over you, your boss, you, screaming. You, hey, listen, you punch me in the face. You got to see me every day <laughs> until I win. You got to see me. But I but that's you. the that's the mentality that some people have. So that's why I look at. It. But but you're fair. It's fair to feel the way that you feel about it. I was just like, wow. Yeah, Rob. Good phone call. <laughs> I, like the one one of our first calls on it brought up the audience because it was different than a normal game, right? Yeah. Like, there there were kids last night who probably have never seen that. Yes. And it was like, whoa, is that normal? And it is in some instances. Yes. I, I think the thing was that caught a lot of people, including Kyle. That Reed almost literally fell down. That's yeah, that's what not, it was. he caught him off guard. Yeah, that's not normal. And, and, and I'll say I'll say that I'll say this to the whole pe- the people out there. That, that are talking about being role models for kids and everything else. You know who should be the role model for your kids? You. I mean, that's your job. Your, your job as a parent is to sit there and try to explain to them what happens in the heat of the moment. Because I'm pretty sure you and mama being yelling at each other sometimes and kids looking at you, why are you yelling at mama? Oh, me and mama had a disagreement. You know, sometimes it happens like that. It's the same damn thing that you do in your house every day that happened between Coach Reed and everybody else, your kids looking at you like something going on. You just be like, hey, me and mama had a disagreement, but we still love each other. It's the same thing. So, I mean, I understand that people see that and they get upset and everything. But, but hey, it happens in day to day life. Well, as long as, as long as we're teaching lessons here, you could also point to the how Reed handled it. He didn't yell he back. He didn't yell back. He, he didn't make it a big thing. Let's move on, right? Let's, yeah. let's just let's go about trying to win this football game. All right, 215-592-9494. Hassan Reddick. Seeking a trade. I wouldn't trade him. Hugh Wood, Andy Reid, a champion again. Happy or jealous? I feel some jealousy here. But there's also something else we have to get to. It kind of slipped through the cracks. Uh, Welcome back. Midday show. Sports Radio. Not the cube. 94 (laughs) WIP. What we got going on? Ice Cube. Today was a good day. Yeah, it is a good day. How about this? Uh, Front page of the San San Francisco Chronicle today, Hugh. Las Vegas, L-O-S-S. How about all them folks that drove from from the Bay to Vegas? That's about what? That's a good That's a good little, little oh, stretch. Oh, I'm sure it is, yeah. That's a nice little stretch. That's a tough ride back. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Loser! Little Teslas and them little smart cars and whatever, charging them up, miserable. 
on the highway. Just miserable. Yeah, they're miserable today, as uh, as we were last year. They rubbed it in, so we're having a little fun with them today. And the Chiefs, of course. This is what they do. It is a dynasty. I do have this feeling, and look, we'll, we'll spend a lot of time the next few months trying to get the Eagles back there, that everybody's playing for second place in the NFL because Reed and Mahomes are just that darn Beast. good. But it would help, certainly, if Jalen Hurts goes back to playing like a star and maybe leading like one. This was interesting. Yesterday, uh, NFL Network before the game, they broke the Hassan Reddick story. But then they also threw this in there about Jalen Hurts and what the Eagles are hoping to see out of their leader next season. Just a year ago, we were in Arizona getting ready to watch Jalen Hurts playing in the Super Bowl. Now some are questioning his viability as a long-term franchise quarterback. The Eagles, though, are not. They feel like new offensive coordinator Kellen Moore is going to bring some fresh ideas, which should help Hurts and that offense. But there's a non-X's and O. Uh, X and O element at play here, and that is that Hurts, you know, he's usually a few words and he's stoic. They want him to be more front-facing and more of a vocal leader, especially because Jason Kelsey might be retiring, Fletcher Cox as well, and some other long-term fixtures could be moving on with the Eagles as well. So now is Hurts' time. They paid him like it last year. Now he's only 25. He's not a finished product. You hear that repeatedly when you talk to the Eagles, but they say he's open to these conversations. They've already been having these conversations, and they wanted him, and the people around him did as well, to show his personality when he was down at the Pro Bowl. He did that. They feel like that was a step forward. Interesting. I mean, it's the stuff we've been hearing in, in different ways for a while now about Jalen Hurts and the leadership stuff. And I thought it was interesting, Hugh, the way they framed it, that the other leaders probably are moving on. And he did say every name, but we know who we're talking about, Kelsey and Fletcher. and Yeah. They're not going to be here forever, if even anymore. So it's going to all go to jail on that. Like, you're the leader. You're yes. the one. And you know what this, this uh, kind of reminds me of? You remember uh, last week we were talking about how Asante Samuels was, 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 went up to, ran up to Coach Reed's office and was talking about he needs to police Donovan and how Coach said, you have to be the guy. It's the same thing. It's the same thing, accountability. There is no higher accountability than the, than the one you get from your peers because those are the guys – that I feel, me personally, that should be able to talk to you in a way that it reaches you, you know? And that's what Jalen Hurts is. And somewhere along the line, the leadership in that locker room, from my speculation, they didn't do their job because there was a lot of talk going on or, or a lot of people that were saying different things and nobody was checked in the locker room. And I know, you know, I've been hearing different stories talking about where he doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to be... Like, whatever his definition of leader is that makes him and the team comfortable, that's who he should be. I think it's different for everybody. He doesn't have to be the rah-rah guy. I think I've said that before. But he has to be it, He has to be some type of a leader where when things go rough, guys know that they can look at him to, to right the ship. And I don't know what that looks like for Jalen. I'm not asking Jalen to go out and, and take people to escape rooms and things of that nature. But – when it's time to make plays, he has to figure out a way where whatever his message is to his teammates, that it's relayed and they receive it and they're all on the same page. That's where he has to be. Yeah, I also think he has to realize he's the spokesperson for the team, whether he wants to be or not. So yes. right? When you go to the podium after a game and you say, you don't know what you don't know, you're speaking to the fans and obviously the people that are there covering the team. you got to be the spokesperson. you, you got to put out fires. Don't let fires rage. And, yes. and obviously – You have to be very, very tactful, yeah, especially we, at that position. And we can't let a wide receiver be the mouthpiece of the team. I don't can't think do it's it. healthy. I just I, I don't think it's – it's nothing against A.J. Brown. I think that it's just not a position 
that should be the mouthpiece of the team. All right, 215-592-9494. Back to the phones here. Your reaction to the game, Mahomes, Reed. Are you happy for Andy or a little twinge of jealousy here? And, of course, the Son Reddick situation, which really caught us yesterday. Yesterday afternoon, we get that news that the Eagles have allowed him permission to seek a trade. I don't want to trade him. Hugh Wood, Drew in Westchester, is up next on WIP. Hey, Drew. Hey, good afternoon. What's so, up, Drew? So I think – I think you had a caller uh, last week. I think it was Scott who made a fun joke of, like, you know when a call is going off the rails when Hugh starts, like, talking softly about what you're saying. So my goal is to, uh, my goal is to avoid that um, <laughs> here. So, um, so starting with the game, uh, I'm not, you know, I-, I like Andy. I'm not jealous of Andy, but what I am uh, jealous about is uh, the corner on the Chiefs, number 22, Trent. McDuffie, he was taking um, eight picks after Jordan Davis, and how good would he look in green uh, right now? You know, I know he had a penalty in overtime, but I thought he played a really good game. He's a great player, so I'm just I'm jealous of that. You know, 2022 draft right now, knowing we had a chance to get him. Yeah, Drew. I mean, you think back now to, to like just the last two drafts, the Eagles have made choices here that we're gonna now lock in on for a while. You think about this past year, it was Nolan Smith over Joey Porter Jr. or Brian Branch. Two years ago, like you're talking about, it was Jordan Davis over both Kyle Hamilton and Trent McDuffie. Like those are ones depending on how Davis and, and Smith progress, that we're gonna be eye in the next few years because those other guys, they look like really good players already. For sure, and I know it's easy to cherry pick draft picks, but like it, we did, I don't think Bradbury was signed yet. If I recall, he wasn't signed till like May or so. So like we did need a corner, um, and you know, obviously we still need a corner now. So just knowing that, you know, it, it's really important that Jordan Davis just you know turns into a you know turns turns into a player and figures it out. Now on on Hassan Reddick, one thing that I'm hoping works in the Eagles' favor is. To no fault of his own, he did a lot of losing before he came here. He was never on a winning team until he was with us. So, you know, I'm just hoping that they can sit down and kind of play to that a little bit of, like, let's figure out a way to make it work. Like, he's from the area. Like, do you really want to go to – I'm just going to cherry pick, like, the Raiders or, like, the Broncos or, like, a team where, like, you're probably not going to win anything. Like, let's sit down and just – figure it out between both sides here. Yeah, and I think because he's from here, and he seems so excited when he's signing up to come back home, he probably, I think he wants to stay ultimately. Drew, we appreciate it. But Hugh, the money, the money's the money. I mean, they're either going to pay him more, or I don't think he's going to be happy. Yeah, and and that's going to be the bottom line. I, I hear what everybody's saying, and the fact that he's from here and everything like that, but they have plane tickets, and I mean, <laughs> he can he can buy a house here and, and, and live here when he retires. Sure, no, he's I get not it. The, he's not the only one. The reality is this. I think that a lot of times, the, the, love the city of Philadelphia, but when you're in a position where you have an opportunity, especially when your worth is at its highest, you want to try to maximize your dollars the best that you can. And again, I know that there are some folks out there talking about money doesn't mean a whole lot or whatever about your happiness. This is one of those situations where Hassan has to figure out how much it means to him to be here, whether he wants to be financially secure for the rest of his life or, or stay here. I know $15 million is not a lot of money. I mean, excuse me, I said that wrong. $15 million is nothing to sneeze at. I get that. But he's in a position, 29 years old, he's at his absolute peak. Mm-hmm. Anybody that is in the job market today can understand exactly what that is. It's just different for a football player because he just happens to be 30, and this is probably it for him. So he's trying to get as much money 
as he possibly can in this last contract because this might be the last one for him. It probably is. Yeah. So he's he's trying to maximize that. So I'm not mad at him for that. And as far as him wanting to be here, he probably does want to be here. But if there's a team, say, for instance, if it's the Jacksonville Jaguars, just as an example, mm-hmm. and, and Doug sashays in with a, a, a boatload of money, He'll go ahead and go down there to uh, Sweet Home, Alabama and listen to that all the time and play football. He probably won't like it down there, but he's going to be financially secure. Boy, we're really he really is the new Hugh, Hugh Douglas. I did, and you know what? After you compared I said him that, earlier, now he's going to end up in no, Jacksonville. After I said that, I was like, damn, that was probably a bad comparison. But that was one of the teams that I look think of yeah. that might potentially want him. He also has 58 sacks. I mean, if you ask me how many he's going to end with, I might say around 80. He re- <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. he's Hugh 2.0. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. It, it's This is, for me – the reality, when I left Philadelphia and I went to Jacksonville, I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, my family was fine. My family's fine. But when I was riding through the neighborhood and I saw them Confederate flags all over the place, I was like, damn, this probably was a bad decision. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> so, I shouldn't have done this. I'm like, hey, you know, my, my finances was all right, but I'm like, eh. Maybe I should have thought this out just a little bit longer. Yeah, maybe not the best you know option. I mean? It was different. Jacksonville was different, you know. But look, you ended up back here. I, I'm back. I'm back. You're back. Well, is you Douglas okay? Oh, yeah, I guess. I'm just saying, dog, them, them Confederate flags and whatnot. Yeah, a little uh, advice there for Son Redding. Uh, Here's my advice to the Eagles. <laughs> Let's keep the good players if we want to try to win something next year, right? There's there's my advice. Black Gritty is up oh, next. Yeah. Not, hey, Black this, not this guy. This guy right here. What's up? Yeah, uh, Joey Bear, you know what? <laughs> Let me go move some furniture. I can talk to this. You clueless. Go ahead. Get him. Here. Get him, Black Let me Red. tell you something. The, the, why, you clueless is good. on a game manager to field goals. No, he was ball. I don't rule. care what you oh, say, Black yeah. Gritty. He, he was, was balling. Oh, he was balling. He had just as many touchdowns as his wide receiver who was going to be the every kid. <laughs> if they left up and won. Oh, Shanahan's the coach. Three leads and three Super Bowls and three high yeah, L's. He, he, can't, he can't be happy with guess, the result of that game. Mm. And see, the difference between me and the rest of these folks out here calling the radio is when you be talking in the background, he ain't doing nothing but hype man in me up. So go ahead and add that, <laughs> brother. Add live on me, okay? Then let me get to this thing. Everybody on Travis Kelsey, I feel the same way you do, Hugh, but I still got to bash this man on the internet. The go for it. Do, do what you got to do. The same way they bash. Uh, uh, any kind of wide receiver that goes out here that's a diva. Yeah, this dude's a wide receiver. He's a diva. You can't knock a grown man down in the middle of the Super Bowl and not get some heat. Oh, it's the passion and the love. When it's Tom Brady, it's passion. When it's Kermit the Frog, it's passion. And if anybody else does it, they divas and room records. I had to hear about A.J. Brown, who's with the best friend, the guy following his family. Oh, he's going to get a trade. He got to get out of here. He got to have to come to Jesus. But Travis Kelsey, you go out here and kick a 92-year-old man out. On the side <laughs> so we just aged Andy 26 more years. <laughs> hey, hey, look, look, I'm just saying. And then you want to talk about trading my dude aside. This dude came out here in a cast for three games, dropped back more times than he ever has his career, and still got double digit sacks. You can let him go get that trade offer. But whatever somebody else comes back with, you better match it. Because my thing is maybe you don't want to overpay him. Maybe you don't want to go in there and how he's That's possible. I don't want to negotiate against myself. Let me go. Let you test the market. See, oh, that, that's what they're going to give you. Hey, I could do that. I could do that. You want to stay here for that? We could do that. Because he might not get what he thinks he deserves out there on the market. So I'm not upset yet. But if we lose him and you talk to me about some Nolan Smith stuff, I don't want to hear. But one last thing, let me get back to it. <laughs> 
They didn't even know the overtime rules. You, you heard about Brock Purdy and his game management the field goal? <laughs> they didn't even know the rules in overtime. They suck. I don't want to hear nothing else about it. It's a great they, day in Alonzo morning. Great day. You got uh, it, Black Hurdy. Yeah, they sick in they sick in the Bay Area. Yeah, I gotta say. So I, I'll defend Shanahan on the, the strategy. I don't think it was crazy to take the ball first. You you score, they score, you get the first possession after both, and it becomes sudden death. But the Niners players said after the game they didn't know the overtime. I would have never rule. told anybody that. I would have never told Well, anybody it reminds that. me of Donovan all those years ago, but not knowing overtime the I overtime rule. Up. Now you have like my thing is this. You have to know. That ain't no ties in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, I guess the, the logical thing to say, you're going to play until somebody wins. Somebody outscores somebody else. So that means that there's going to be some more time, another quarter. So they thought, I guess, the, the, the uh, thinking on their end was a touchdown would have won the game, but they wouldn't have because the Chiefs still would have got possession. It's just, it's a weird, you know, it's like a absence of preparation on Shanahan's part not to prepare them for that. I, I understand it's, it's new, right? The rule's a couple years in. But the Chiefs said they knew what they were going to do. They had a plan, which means the players knew how they would approach the overtime. I think it's a knock on Shanahan. He's got to have them ready. I mean, that's it's it's not a likely scenario, but they're in yeah, the playoffs something. every year. Like eventually, there's going to be an overtime game. Yeah, that's something that I, I feel like you need to be talking about. Yes. on chirping about on the sideline the whole game. Like, listen, if the clock runs down, we're still in this game. You got to like mentally, you have to be prepared for that. Because there ain't no tie in the Super Bowl. I, I knew that. I was like, hey, they're going to play this. I didn't know how the quarters were going to go. I was thinking more college rules. Like, I guess it's like seven minutes or something yeah, like that. Yeah. But you get a full quarter. Yeah, it's – you know, I thought Romo did a pretty good job at the end. I didn't think Romo had a great game. But he kept telling everyone that the, the clock doesn't really matter here at the end of this quarter. Because I'm sure a lot of people out there were like, wait, did they have to score before the first the time runs out. time runs out? And they didn't. Do you guys think it should, though? I think they should time that overtime. Like, if the Chiefs weren't able to go down and score in seven minutes, the game should have been over. Nah, I don't know about that. So, Why? Okay, sorry, like, so, I, just, right. like, I don't know about well, that. Have look. urgency. I, I had a problem with the sudden death rule. I had a problem with that. Well, I agree. Like, I, I, like, I, I wish it was sudden death. I like so. the fact that the Chiefs were able to get a possession, but they should have it. Like, there was no point of the clock. I, I kind of like your idea, but let me ask you what, what happens if it's tied and the clock runs out. Well, then, then you go to another overtime. Like, so, I, so like, the urgency only exists if you're down. If well, yeah, if you're down, like your possession, both possessions need to be within overtime. At least, oh, I okay. Think. So, yeah. so what do we? All right, let's say it's tied and the Chiefs have the ball and there's five seconds to go, and they don't get it. What? How, do what you do we start over another overtime? Period? With a coin flip? Sure. So you're adding urgency to the end of the clock. No yeah, matter like what. I want, I want Andy to be using timeouts yeah. there. I want, like, it's an added layer of strategy. I think it'd be more fun. I, I would have been sweating a lot more watching them, like with 50 seconds left at the sure. 30 yard. The, you know the, what I mean? They could like, have turned the clock off. Yeah, I mean, really, the clock was right. Irrelevant. There was no point in the clock, and like I kept looking at it. It was almost a distraction. I'm like, what's it even doing there? Well, the clock is always matters. Right, well, right. Well, yeah, because it, it, it still should. The time, like for me, the biggest thing was. Who was tired? Like who was who was tired? And the Kansas City Chiefs defense, they were gassed. But I was also thinking, I'm like, okay, you got their their defense is gassed. The offense for for San Fran was gassed, obviously. So you got you got a good quarter coming up because you got two defense been rested mm-hmm. for about ten minutes and this offense. So that's a good matchup. That's how I kind of looked at it. And as far as the time was concerned. I was like, they're gonna play this until somebody until somebody scores. They the Chiefs got the ball back with about like seven and a half minutes yeah. left in overtime. Both tries were seven. If minutes you drive. if you couldn't score in seven and a half minutes, I'm sorry, you lose the Super Bowl. 
How do you lose though? Because you, you don't, didn't oh, score. I see what you're saying. Yeah, like, he's time saying that the clock should matter. Right. Okay. Like yeah. almost as if it's the fourth quarter all over again. <laughs> right. Like I, yeah, I, 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 I kind of like your idea. I mean, it's just a matter of what you would do to reset mm, right. if they're tied still at the end. Two one five five nine two ninety. Well, it's different. It was different. The 49ers didn't know the rules. That's on Shanahan. I, like, I think he's a really good coach, but that's a mistake. By the way, Bonehead. are we now ad- admitting some culpability in the 28? Like, there, there's a pattern here with Kyle Shanahan. It's quite clear. So there's my bunghole lighters. Yes. That's what the pattern is. 28 to 3, Joe. So there's some. <laughs> I also will point out, as someone who thinks he's a really good coach, he's been fo- he's been foiled by Brady, Mahomes, and Mahomes. It's it's the reality, but it's 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 the truth. Mike in Collinsville. What's up, Mike? Hey, how you guys doing? Let me get you off speaker. All right, Mike. Hold on here. You ready, Mike? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. What do you got? So um, I was uh, talking to the producer, and I was like, you know what? Remember when we lost Hargrave last year Mm -hmm. and he signed with the 49ers? Yes. He's a two-time loser. That's that's what I got out of yesterday's game, just to see him lose. I didn't like him. Back-to-back loser, Javon Hargrave. He got back-to-back NFC Championship rings. Lost to the Chiefs twice. Poor guy. He's got a, he he should have signed with the Chiefs, Mike. He picked the wrong team. Yeah, I know. So uh, maybe, uh, what's his name? The, the uh, guy who's uh, shopping around, maybe he'll get it the same type of deal. Who's that? Oh, uh, 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 Redick. I'm Redick. sorry. Yeah. You think that's he'll get it? That's I got, guys. You think he's going to stay or not? I, I I hope he does. Yeah, I don't know if he will. That money's going to talk. It always does, Mike. And I'm with yeah. you, man. And I, we appreciate the call. I I um I hope he stays too. I mean, if the objective next year is to go win a championship or to be in the mix to be you know get back to a Super Bowl. I think it's important they bring it back. But the Hargrave point, Hugh, they um the, the Niners really did go all in to win this one. It's you saw last time when they walked off the field, Greenlaw's hurt. You know they—they're not a young team. It's you could already feel. It's just there's something about losing the Super Bowl. It just feels like it's so daunting to try to go back the next year. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. It, it's gonna be tough. But I think that when you talk about a team that is built for it, it's them. It's them. It is them. Yeah, they are a good team, and they've been in a lot of these title games the last few years. But it just the gravity of losing the Super Bowl. I felt it last year with the Eagles. You saw the Niners last night walk off the field just dejected to try to get back up that mountain. It's the. I know, you know, on this show, we, we try to have that battle between, you know, how much history matters versus people that say history doesn't matter. There's there's a lot of teams that can't get back after losing, and the, the Niners' ride back is going to be harder, which does open the door next year in the NFC. If it's not the Niners, Eagles, Lions. The Niners are always there, though. I like, know. They, well, they, won't, they might be an exception. They won't go away. I'm right. not, they're not going to miss the playoffs. It's a matter of can they get all the way back up the mountain. It's hard. And also, like, real quick, the Chiefs didn't seem like everyone made the excuse the Eagles Super Bowl hangover. We were tired. Yeah, Chiefs are not tired. The Chiefs did not look tired. They're never they tired. They played the same amount of games as us. Well, I think it's what losers do, and I don't mean it in a derogatory way. It's like you lose, like, well, you're you right. make an excuse. Fatigue yeah. makes a coward out of all of us. Yeah. Like when you're tired, that's, you know what I mean? You get, you get a little, you get a little turtle up a little bit. Yeah, that quarterback in Kansas City never looks tired, does he? Always looks, he looks like he's always ready to go. He always is ready to go. Unbelievable. 215-592-9494. Alright, we'll come back. Hit your phone calls here in our final hour of the show today. Andy Reid, happy, jealous. What's the emotion as he gets his third? Hassan Reddick, should the Eagles trade him? Hugh says yes. I say I wouldn't do it, even if he is unhappier. Plus, we have to open up a little investigation as we do on the afternoon show, on the midday show. It seems some Eagles players are trying to play us as a fool. We'll get into that next. 215-592-949 for Midday Show. Sports Radio 94 WI.
The sadness of those out in San Francisco, especially our radio buddies, Bonta, and of course, uh, Joe, who joined us in, uh, what was that, December we had them on before Eagles Diners? Yeah, yeah, yeah something like yeah. that. And he was all in his feelings talking about he a grown man or something he was saying. Mm. Yeah, they're in their feelings this morning. They are. And, and we are, in, in a sense, too. I think some of us are very happy for what happened last night. Some a little jealous as Andy Reid continues to reel off Super Bowls. 215-592-9494. Twitter question sponsored by the PI Dental Center. Your smile is the first thing others see when they meet you. Learn about and schedule your evaluation at PIDentalCenter.com. All right, a couple polls today at WIP Midday Show. Are you happy for Andy Reid? 85% yes, 15%. No. And how about this one? Should the Eagles trade Hassan Reddick? 72% on no. So more, a big majority of people on no, but 28% say, yep, get him out. Doesn't want to be here. Too expensive. Get him out. We've also heard a lot of people today on the idea that they weren't a good defense anyway last year. So what's the point of keeping a guy around? Here, this is going to be a major one for the Eagles because if they move on, it's going to be a lot of young players next year. What do we call them? The puppy pads group, or what? Are we, what is the, like house training a dog? Yeah, next you got to get the puppy pads. Yeah, the puppy patrol. We're gonna get some puppies out there. We're gonna let them them grow into their roles because that's what it's probably looking like. I don't know. Like I'm pretty sure that Hassan is probably seeking to be in the same cul-de-sac as a uh, you know the higher higher paid edge rushers. Yeah. Yes, in the game because he 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 considers himself one of those guys. And he wants to be paid like one of those guys. So I'm pretty sure they can massage the numbers a little bit. But I don't think they want to do that. That's why they're they're trying to let him go out and figure out what he can get or what he thinks he's worth. And then they'll get back to him on that. So here's where he ranks right now. Uh, so average per year, Nick Bosa is at $34 million. TJ Watt is at $28 million. Joey Bosa, $27 million. Miles Garrett, $25 million. Montez Sweat, $24.5. Rashawn Gary, $24 Khalil Mack, 23. You got to go all the way down to 15 million per year for Hassan Reddick. And, and you know he what? He is underpaid. Again, but with all due respect, I, of those list of those guys that you've named, he's not on their level. Like, <laughs> I mean, he's not. Well, I think the Eagles agree with you. I mean, like, that- he's not on their level, dog. I, I mean, and I know, like, he brings a lot to the table in the pass rush game. He's more comparative to Micah Parsons to me. Miles Garrett, that dude. T.J. Watt, that dude. Like all those guys. Khalil Mack would probably be a close comparison, but even Khalil Mack, he's a factor in the run the run game. Like, in, and we saw Miles Garrett, we saw firsthand how he was just a damn wrecking ball at the beginning of the year. Like, that, that's oh, what you're yeah. talking about. And I don't think they look at him like that. He's, to me, he's what you consider a specialist, you know? And, I mean, that's a, that's, like I said, that's a nice payday. He wants more. And, and this is not me talking ill on him, but when I when you talk about those couple cats that you've named, they do something different than what Hassan Reddick did this year. And I'm pretty sure the Eagles are saying that they are run play. They play the run. They're all around defensive ends, and he's not that. And he's not that. He's a pass rusher, but he's a premier pass rusher. I mean, you no, look at no the last question. Three no or four question. years. If we're just looking at sacks, right? And I understand, and I agree with you that it's about more than just sacks. He's up there, though, in terms of sack leaders the last three or four years in the NFL. It's a big one, and the Eagles are allowing him permission to seek a trade. I wouldn't move him. And, of course, a lot of reaction to the Super Bowl and everything we saw last night. Look, Mahomes is just the gap between him and whoever you think the second-best quarterback. It's the biggest gap I've seen in pro sports at the top of the league in any sport 
since Michael Jordan. I mean, it's it's it is remarkable. I don't even, who who do we think is the second best quarterback in the league right now? Is it Allen? Is it da, probably I would, Lamar? I was, Burrow, I Burrow's Burrow. A, I think it's Burrow, but he's been hurt a lot. But it's I, I if I had a pick to play a game tomorrow and they were all healthy, I would pick Burrow. I think it comes well. Like think about the fact that he's the one guy that can go him. into Kansas City and beat Mahomes. It made me respect him more watching like, last night. Like he's beat him. He's beat him in Kansas City, but it's still a big gap. I mean, Mahomes is just it's every year, and Mahomes' numbers in the playoffs now. Here are his stats in the postseason. Forget the regular season where we know he's won MVP after MVP. Here is his postseason stats. He's played 18 postseason games now, Patrick Mahomes. You know what his record is? 15-3. and He has 46 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. 15-3 and in the playoffs, 46 Boy, touchdowns, 8 picks, a 105 passer rating. Nah, that's, that's, that's unbelievable. Phenomenal. That's, that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal, man. And he's, he's a beast. No question about that. And, and you just kind of wonder. Like you talk about this team and and what they were and the lack of receiver talent that they had, and they're gonna go out next year. They're gonna they're probably gonna roll with the cats that they have, and they're gonna be better than they were last year. But they're gonna add a they're gonna add a piece. I actually think they should add offensive linemen more than receiver. Yeah, because they do need they 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 were getting ragged yeah. all. Bosa up had front. a big game against yeah. them. Yeah, if they if they get better on offense, forget it, guys. I mean, we're all playing for second place next year and the year after that. Don is at Sellersville. What's up, Don? How you doing? Good, Don. What's up today? Uh, uh, I'm a first-time caller, long-time listener. How you doing, Joe and you? What's going and, on, man? Don, uh, we're doing great, buddy. What are you feeling today? And, and to Joe, John, Angelo, Rita, Al, Glenn, and uh, Ray Dinger. Uh I'm as old as the Super Bowl. And... Uh, uh, That's not that old, Don. 58's not that old. No, but uh, yeah, uh, Super Bowl thirty was on my birthday, and Cordell Stewart couldn't get it done. And uh, I don't give a Super sh- Bowl ten. Super Bowl ten. What was that? Steel- Steelers Cowboys. Steelers Cowboys was the one on your birthday. Yeah, yeah. And then Super Bowl ten was Steelers Cowboys, but uh, Bradshaw won. And the scores were pretty close to each other, if you look at them both side to side. And, uh, uh, yeah, I was definitely for Andy Reid because of the Philadelphia thing. Uh, Super Bowl uh, 39-95, I believe it was. I think it was 05-39. Yeah, yeah, February 05. 05 yep. You played in that game. What are we, ta- what are we talking about now? Super Bowl yeah. 39, your game. When oh. you All right, well, I'll say congratulations, you, John, and Ike. I'm lead Phillies Green. And uh, San Francisco, I'm a Montana Rice. And I have a question at the end. Yeah, go, what's your question? What you got, dog? Uh, let me get a pen. Who was the wide receiver on the other side when Montana had his streak? The wide receiver on the other side when Montana had his streak? Yeah, John Taylor. He was at, like yeah, Rice and Taylor? You, is that what you mean? John Taylor next to Jerry Rice? John Taylor. Yeah, he made the catch in, uh, when yeah. they beat the Bengals. Yeah. Are, you, are you giving us a yeah. quiz? Quiz, yeah. 
I got to give it up. Talk for, show getting quit. What have I done to deserve this? I'm a person I'm a talk show with memory. Yeah. Well, uh, you you have a good memory. You brought you brought out Cordell Stewart. Down. I didn't thought of Cordell and quite well, Slash. Uh, see, see, I, I uh, I'm at my name is actually Tom. It's Tom, not Don. And and I, and my name Courtney. is actually Joe. You this is a right. joke, quite frankly. Yeah, I did say, I thought I said Joe. No, you did. No, anyway, I, I just I'm I was from, letting you know that was my actual name. But you're Tom. Uh, Are you okay, from yeah. Sellersville or is that a, a make believe? No, one too? I, I'm actually from Quakertown. Okay, so Tom uh, from Quakertown. I grew up in Quakertown. I've been living in Sellersville for a little bit. Oh, that's good, Don. Don, we appreciate it, man. So that's. Tom from Quakertown no, going I, by I, Don listen, in hold, Sellersville. Hold listen, I, I know that some people like to challenge my sports knowledge and all that other stuff and be like that. No, I ain't. No, we're not doing that. Don't be asking me no damn questions. The, 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 those, you know they, those, God, hold up. Who they talking to, dog? Bro. I'm like, I don't want to, like, you know what I'm saying? This, I, I, ain't, this, ain't, this ain't beat the hammer or whatever the hell it is. I would just like, like to apologize to everybody. What? For that last three minutes. No, I'm just saying. I respect my elders now, but damn, dog, don't be asking me no questions. Elders, he's almost the same age as you. I'm just damn. He the same age as me. Twenty seven. Must be doing something right, cause boy, some of my some of my peers, boy, I'll be like, damn, I can't be in this age demographic. I can't be Joe. What the hell going on, man? Listen, I understand that some people call when they're at work or they're busy, so they use a different name on the air. I just when you tell me your name is hey, not really your name, it makes I'm, me laugh. I'm, I'm just going. From now on, when are you really you? Or are you when y'all ask me sports trivia questions yeah. when I'm at work, I'm just gonna look. I'm just, uh, that's all you, Joe and Kyle. Hugh, <laughs> who played at Super Bowl 39? Uh, don't know. <laughs> you did. He's an idiot. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I kind of like to talk about like current sports, not like you know. I think we need time. to get Hugh as a guest on Beat the Hammer. <laughs> I'm not gonna participate. Dick Is Dick is, <laughs> for real? <laughs> Who is the legendary defensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Dick is Dick Blow? Boy, as soon as that one came out of my mouth, I was like, I hope Kyle didn't hear that. <laughs> you can't be the first person to admit to just kind of screw up Dick LeBeau's name. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it's yeah. had to happen I'm before. A, uh, Dick is Lebeau. Dick Blow? I'm glad the boss ain't here today. Because <laughs> for real. You know he can listen wherever he <laughs> no, is. No, he does. That Odyssey like, app works, you know. I'm st- hey, this is one of them days where you're just looking at your phone and you're like, <laughs> yeah. Somebody going to want to talk to me after this. Well, you know what? Ironically, in our last break, the police were here. Not We weren't in trouble. I thought I thought I had one too no. many bad takes. They were coming to take me away. No. It was, it's over. I swear. When I turned around and saw three cops, <laughs> I started thinking, I'm like, wait a minute. Where did I park? Like, that They're was coming to get them. That means I ain't living right. You know what I mean? When, you, when stuff like that happens, you got to do better. <laughs> you got to do better in life. Every time you see the cops, you just get nervous. <laughs> What did I do now? All right, Angelo's at Pottstown. Angelo, what's up, buddy? Hey, guys. What's Remember up, the Jeffersons? They're coming to get me, Weezy. They're coming to get me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, uh, before I talk about uh, the Eagles and, uh, and and the game yesterday, I just got a, a response or a comment about the sports radio talk show host in San Francisco in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. I should say, the elitist of the Bay Area, who's saying that he, has, he, he wakes up in the Bay Area versus – scummy Philadelphia. Well, you know, I, I beg to differ. Have you ever been in the Bay Area and all the, the homeless people smelling, you know, all their excrement? You know, it's so, Angela, I haven't it's been there, but I, I have seen stories that the last, you know, five to ten years, it's it's not, it's it's taken a turn for the worse, unfortunately, yeah, with that area. Yeah. yeah, I hate to tell those elitists out there. It's not the greatest place to be. And it's very expensive. You can't live there. Anyway, Jason Kelsey, 
You know, you know when people say, I think he's great, I think my girlfriend's great, I think my coach is great, I don't think he thinks that Sirianni's all that great. You know? I'm I'm using reverse psychology on this one. I don't think Jason likes I don't think he I don't think he respects his own head coach. I don't think there are a lot of players in that team that respect that head coach. Well, I'm, you know, so I'm an action speak louder than words, guys, when it comes to players and coaches and all that. So I, yeah. I don't think they dislike him as a person, but you got to show it to me. Last seven weeks but of the season, they didn't play did hard for him. Yeah. yeah, what did they do for the last seven, eight, you know, two months of the season? Nada. They rolled over. And as far as, as, as Hassan Reyes is concerned, if he's unhappy, see you later. Don't let the door hit you. The, and you know, you know where where it could hit him. If he doesn't want to play here, I don't want him. Well, and by the way, what, where was he the last seven to eight weeks of the, of the season? Yeah, where not not the doing much. Game? He didn't do much. Not now, much. Now, to be fair, Angelo, good phone call. They were dropping him back into coverage. Yeah, he was asked to play a different role. And I know, like, for us to bash him for not wanting to be here makes it easier for him to move on. But he's a hell of a player, man. Like, he's a hell of a player. Now, what's going to happen is like he's going to go out into the market and he's going to be measured. Like he's going to get some interest, no question about it. Pass rushers always do. But the type of money that he might be asking for, somebody might not be willing to give him because of what he does not do in the run game. You know, and we saw this year a lot a lot of times when the, when it came to the run and you know being fooled on certain run plays and stuff, he was a non-factor in that. I mean, that's just the reality of it. So that that might be held against him a little bit. But when you talk about those guys up front, like the Miles Garretts, the the Bosa boys, and all the other good stuff, he's not he's not that guy. He's not one of those guys. He is not one of those guys. No, and I think there's a separation between those guys. And I think we all realize that some people wanted to make him a defensive player of the year candidate last year. I think there's a separation between the truly best guys. But he's good. Here's what I go back to: if the Eagles let Reddick leave. Or they, you know, they allow him to seek a trade, and they cooperate with the team that wants him, and they trade him away. Are they going to have enough good players on defense to be good enough? Coach next him up, year? Joe. Got to coach him to up. win Gotta a coach Super Bowl, puppies or, up. or are we all of a sudden going to have a puppy year we, where we take a step back? We are uh, offensive centric team. The offense is the catalyst for this thing to go. That doesn't change overnight. And I understand that we are all up in arms about what we saw last night. The defense, defense. played well, and it was some defensive stand. But when you look at both of those teams, those teams weren't bought. Well, for the most part, they were built. Like you talk about Eric Armstead, he was there. They drafted Nick Bosa. They added some pieces. They went and got the grave digger. But everybody else, oh, they drafted most of their guys. Yeah, yeah. they drafted most of their guys. We're not in. We don't have that luxury. And if we want to be like that, we can't go out and just keep getting hired guns. We have to start developing our young draft picks. We have to do that. And Nolan Smith, this is a perfect time for people to reap the dividends off of Nolan Smith. What, is he, what did he go, 19th or something? What was uh, his draft? 30th. 30th? 30th? Yeah. It's like, like their second first-round pick. Yeah, because people are complaining about the fact that, oh, what has he done? Da, 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 da. Give him a chance. Give him a chance. Coach him up. Give him a chance. And I think that's ultimately probably what's going to happen. And they have his replacement. This thing started last year with Reddick. They yes. drafted his replacement in the first round, and then they didn't pay him when he asked for more money. I'm not surprised we're here. I don't, if you were shocked yesterday, I think you just, you're just missing what happened last year. doesn't mean I'm happy with it. And, Kyle, to the point we were talking about earlier, if they lose Reddick, it's very hard for me to imagine they're a better defense tomorrow. They, they may ultimately figure it out two or three years down the line, but next year becomes harder. Yeah, I, you're not. If you lose Hassan Reddick, you're you're just not competing for a Super Bowl. I think it's that simple. And we can 
go back and forth on whether defense is a luxury or how important it really is. But if you don't have a son Reddick, the defense is not even going to be close to middle of the pack, which I think is about, you know, you can win the Super Bowl with the middle of the pack defense. If a son Reddick's not there. Slay, Carter, Davis are their four yeah, best defenders if, if he's gone. If a son's not there, it's a bad defense again. So It's a bad defense with a lot of young guys you're crossing your fingers for all at once. And I, mean, I saw a bunch of young guys that played for the Kansas City Chiefs that grew up overnight and they became did. some pretty darn good defenders. So I would say they be, I would say they grew up over two years, right? Last year to this year. Yes. It does help you when you have the best quarterback of a generation kind of pulling them as they come and along. And we paid we paid Jalen Hurts like he was the second coming. And we put weapons around him like, you know, to engulf him with all the love that we possibly can give him. He if if he's the leader that we think that he is He'll be able to take us to the promised land and let this defense grow. That's how I look at it. Yeah, well, the, the Eagles might be looking at it the way you are. And that that would, look, maybe it works. It's also a lot of pressure on an offense to score that, that many all the time. Roger is in Ben Salem. And then we have to open up a little investigation here. What the heck happened with A.J. Brown last night? Roger, what's up, buddy? Yeah, what's going on, guys? Hey, Roger. Hey, uh, real quick before I jump in on Hassan Renick and Andy Reid, um, you know, the San Francisco 49ers talking about how they didn't know the rules in overtime. Like, this isn't news. Like, that, that rule was brought in two years ago, and if you still weren't prepared for that, like, for this game, like, that, that's on you. Like, and, uh, Roger, and I the, agree with that. And, that. and that's on Shanahan to have uh, them prepared. Like, at least even the Super Bowl week, the lead-up, you know, you know it's going to be a close game. Like, hey, this is, this is the way it works now. If we get there, here's the plan. Just so they're all up aware of what's going on. Yeah, and, and and it's not like it wasn't explained to him. Like, the head referee at the coin toss explained to them exactly what was going on, and, like, still couldn't figure it out. Like, like what's, going, what's going on there? It is. I think it's a it's a, not a good mark on Shanahan. He, there was a situation in the game he didn't have them prepared for. That's that's his job. He's the coach. Yeah. All right, so on the whole Hassan Reddick thing, I'm not too worried. I don't I don't think Hassan Reddick's going anywhere. I think they're allowed him, allowing him to go out and, like, look at the numbers and stuff like that and – you know, once how he has numbers, like, like they're gonna bring him in. They're gonna they're gonna tickle him under the chin, and you know, tickle him under the chin. Yeah, they're gonna get the deal done. They could. I mean, the same thing happened last year to an extent with uh, with Darius Slay. Roger, we appreciate it because they let Darius Slay go out and seek a trade. Yeah, and then that didn't ha- nothing happened. He I came think back. that was more because like I, I th- that that would that whole time with that Darius Slay situation that was a weird thing. They cut him and brought him back. Yeah, and and, and all this other good stuff. So I don't know. I think how he does this as almost to get himself off the hook. Like, hey, I want more money. Well, go see if anyone else will pay you. And if they will, okay, I'll let you go. But he kind of knows deep down maybe he's not going to get the money he wants on the on the market. Yeah, maybe. But I, mean, I think that's... Reddick's going to get it though. He is younger than Slay was, and he's got he's a lot. A of, he's, he's got a... a lot of numbers too. But the the biggest thing is going to be where do people see him? Like, where does he slot? Because he wants to be paid like mm-hmm. those big-time pass rushers. He probably wants $30 million a year. Yeah. I, I, don't, know, I don't know if he, he skews that way. I don't think he's worth that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he skews that way. And that's the thing. And I'm all for him feeling like he's worth more than what he's getting. I mean, ain't nothing wrong with that. So he has to go out there, and he's probably, they're probably going to let him figure out what his market is. And if he, he, he goes somewhere and they, you know, he likes it, he might leave. All right, let's open a little investigation here, as we uh, were known to do on the midday show. So, what the heck happened last night? Is AJ Brown tweeting about the Travis Kelsey situation? Was it not AJ Brown? The first time I saw this, actually, Howard posted, um, you know, a photo that in- included a tweet that we we thought was from AJ Brown uh, about the Kelsey situation. Basically, 
insinuating if it was him, it'd be a bigger deal than it actually turned out to be. But then, Hugh, it sounded like other Eagles, including Slay, are, and are saying, no, that wasn't actually A.J. Brown putting that out there. I don't know what the, what the heck's going on. No, but I get I get the timeline and what people are trying to say. They're trying to compare basically the, the, the white player to the black player. I get that. So and, A.J. And, t- uh, allegedly tweeted. He said it yeah. wasn't him. If that was me, I would have been kicked out of the league. Yeah. And then the it was the Kelsey thing. Yeah, and, and it, some people even referenced the T.O. thing. And, and I get that, and, and that is not lost on me. But I also know Andy Reid, and I've been in the locker rooms when things have gotten a little heated. Like, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say when I saw it, I didn't probably have the same visceral reaction that everybody else had. But at the same time, you have to – there's a lot of information that we don't have. Like, whether or not – you know, it, it looked like for both of them, that's how they interacted with one another. And, Joe, you brought up a point where – there was a time last year in the Super Bowl where Coach was yelling at Patrick Mahomes. I, I find it hard to believe that in that heated moment, as much as they've been through, that it was anything more than just Andy Reid was caught off guard and he almost fell because he was into his menu, something serious at that point, and the offense was sputtering. And what I took from that was basically he was yelling at Coach saying, Coach, we got to get going or something or, or, or call my play. I'm open or whatever yeah, it was. yep. But it was nothing where it got to the point where it, it feels like coach was being disrespected or anything like that. That's that's my take. I don't think that's what happened. So th- this is the timeline I'm seeing here. So this was posted. Everyone assumed it was AJ out of hibernation on social media. And then uh, Darius Slay said he talked to AJ that wasn't him. And then the, <clears throat> pers- the person that's now uh, had a control of AJ's account went back and said, this is a fake A.J. Brown page. I'm just a fan. I'm not trying to get him in trouble with what I say, LOL. So I am now, uh, I guess, supposed to believe that Perplexed. someone has taken control of A.J. Brown's account that he deactivated a month ago. Is, is that sound right, Kyle? We're, it feels like we're getting the wool pulled over our eyes here. They're playing us for fools. I don't know Do you what, think like, this was A.J.? It's like a, yeah, it's like an epic cover-up job, and I don't really know why. Like, hey, buddy, you might get, might get fined. That's okay. Classic, I but, was hacked. But the yeah, but the Darius Slay coming out unprovoked, tweeting like, oh, "I just talked to AJ." Like that wasn't it. Come on, guys. You I mean, think we're all that, stupid? I mean, it, if that's the case, it was a bad look. It it was a bad look if you tweeted that and then backtracked it. You know, you got to stand on business if you put it out there. So how did he lose control of his own account? That's what, and it just doesn't make any like. Why know. would somebody who hacked AJ's account? That's what the, that's what they go and say. Well, and. From what I guess, it's the first time they've put anything out, right? Because right. he's been in the dark on social media for a month now. I did miss the Slay tweet, you guys, because I'm blocked by Darius Slay. Oh. So I missed that one. I, did, I didn't see his rebuttal <laughs> until I pulled up the whole full story right now. So I missed that one. Uh, I don't know if this was uh, A.J. Brown. I thought it was funny. I, th- I thought the tweet was funny. I agree. He, I, I mean, think he was, was a big right. deal. He probably was right. Sure. <laughs> like. But like, I, like, wh- it just was funny. If it was him, leave it up. And if it's not him, why did the fake person take it down? Because <laughs> he knew the heat was coming in. That heat was on. So that's probably why I tried to take it down. I, or I, did take it down. It, it know, screams people, like him tweeting it. screenshot everything. Realizing he make, made a mistake and then being like, Slay, dude. You, that, gotta, you, you could be. Yeah. Cover this up. Slay, tweet out I didn't do it. Everyone will see it except Jillio. He's blocked. All right, 215-592-9494. That's how you hop in. Andy Reid. He wins again. Happy for him, but I have some jealousy that the Eagles are not this team and the Chiefs are. Mahomes is unbelievable. Not just he look, 41 touchdowns in the postseason to eight picks, a 105 pass rating, a 15 and 3 record. He has t- three Super Bowl wins when he was down 10. We'll get to all your phone calls coming up. 
And, of course, Hassan Reddick's situation here. I wouldn't trade him. Hugh would. What's your reaction as the Eagles have given Hassan Reddick permission to seek a trade? 215-592-9494. It's the number to hop in. Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Bet the NBA with a no-sweat same-game parlay from FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forts Casino every Thursday with TNT Thursdays. It doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account. You'll get bonus bets back if your same-game parlay doesn't win on any NBA on TNT game. NBA same-game parlay is the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance to score a bigger payday. Look, I'm always in on the three-point numbers for parlays. I'll throw the two-plus threes for a bunch of guys, throw them in together. However you want to play, just head to Fandle.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O to bet the NBA with a no-sweat same-game parlay on TNT Thursdays. That's Fandle.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O. Make every moment more with Fandle, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Fandle Sportsbook is the official partner of 94 WIP. The Niners are dead, everyone. It's over. They lose. Chiefs win. Who's the Wicked Witch? Would that be Kyle Shanahan? Or is he the witch? Or is it Brock Purdy? Honestly, the Chiefs are probably the Wicked yeah, Witch. Yeah, they probably are. Honest. Yeah. Is Andy the Wizard of Oz? <laughs> I guess. Boy, all they do is win. Three Super Bowls now for the Kansas City Chiefs. Your biggest takeaway from the game last night, of course, the Hassan Reddick situation, as the Eagles have granted it permission to seek a trade this offseason. I wonder when this uh, Reddit thing has some resolution. We have, what, about got a, a month months. until the uh, pre-agency. I think it's done in the next month. Wait a minute. The draft is – no, the combine, combine is next is, month, right? Uh, later this month, I believe. Okay, because my timeline messed up. Excuse me for that. Uh, I would think that you probably want to get something done as early as possible, way before the draft. So there's probably going to be some conversations being had, you know, so – the combine actually is where something could happen because that's where all the GMs yeah, they and, all, they and all he get might, together. He might go to the combine and try to sell himself on different people and things like that. So yeah, it, this this might be resolved around that time. Resolved with him on another uniform, or resolved with a new contract. I, I think I think they're going to try to go out his agent, and he's going to try to get the best deal that he can for his client, and that and then they're going to probably you know out of respect for the Eagles, they're going to go back and show them the deals and give the Eagles a chance to, to match it. I do wonder what his value is. Like so let's let's there's two parts to this, right? What will someone pay him? That's his monetary value. But if someone is willing to pay him, let's just pretend 25 million a year and the Eagles say, "Nah, we don't want to do it." I wonder what they would get back from that team. What the would a team pick or whatever? Yeah, what would that team trade for Hassan Reddick as they're about to pay him? You laid it out, doesn't play the run, 29 years old. There's also the good, of course, and they're going to want him because they're willing to pay him. Is it a third-round pick? I'm wondering. I, I, I'm having trouble placing what the Eagles could get back for Hassan Reddick. It's not a one. Let's rule that out. No one's going to pay him and trade a one. It's just not happening. Probably a two, two or three. I would take a two if we're going there. Right? If we're going towards they have to move him, I would take the, the, the two is where I start to peak some interest. Anything less than a two, it's like, Am I really moving on from this guy for a third or fourth round pick? That doesn't feel good. No. Nah. So, yeah, that, that's what you have to figure out. 
it, it's going to be an interesting offseason because now you're accumulating picks. You might take some of those picks and move up in the draft to get somebody you want and things of that nature because you got nine. So that'll give you an, another one. It just all depends. Like, the Eagles have to address their needs. And I think most of their needs are going to be probably in this draft on the defensive side of the ball, to be totally honest. So the Chargers traded uh, a second and sixth round pick for Khalil Mack two seasons ago. I want, That feels like a, a decent comp. I'm not even putting trading Reddick for a second into consideration. I, I'm, it seems ridiculous to me. He's still under contract next year. Mm-hmm. Why on earth would I give him up for a second round pick? So you're going to force him to play? Yes. And be a mouth under contract. And so, already fragmented. But like, room. look, he didn't, like, we, I think we worried about this last season when mm-hmm. he did the, the holdout, and he didn't end up holding out. I don't think this is like a, a, I don't, I don't view this as a malcontent situation. I think he just is trying to test the market and see if he can get paid more money elsewhere. I don't think he's demanding to leave the I, Eagles. I agree, but it's a slippery slope once you let him go look. Because if he finds someone willing to pay him, he's going to say, okay, they fe- like now it's about working out the trade. Right. Yeah. Once you've allowed him to go look, if he finds something, you, you're kind of at a weird but, but, place but if, where you're going to have to let him go. But if you're Howie, you don't trade him just to trade him. No, like, I, he's I the best you. player well, in your defense. I, if you're Howie, you make see, it. I, I, I like, wish he never granted a permission to seek a trade. Like right. I, I, Why we're here is annoying. See, this, this is what I think you're kind of missing. I hear everything you're saying, Kyle. But when obviously there's been talk of money and talks broke down. So the Eagles, their their resolution for all this, go go out and see how much you worth. You know, that's just like you know, bad analogy time. When you tell somebody that you care about, say, hey, go see if you can do better than me. But what if they do? Yeah, then that's when you got a problem. You gotta either step your game up or let them go. So that's where we are when it comes to to uh, Hassan Reddick in this situation. I guess I I just hate to look at it like this, but like I couldn't care less if Hassan Reddick gets the money he's looking for. I care if this works out best for the Eagles. I don't want them to trade Hassan Reddick unless it's for something that like you can't possibly refuse the deal. Like a first-round pick, pick. yeah. And even then, I'm hesitant to do it because you don't know who this first-round pick is going to be. They're going to get another Nolan Smith. I'm not excited about that. I would rather have Hassan Reddick, even if he's a little bit perturbed by the fact that he's not getting his money. The money thing, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't care. Well, it's also a, a glimpse into where they think they are as a franchise. If they trade him and say we're going to go really young on defense, they're telling us that they think they got to turn this thing over and it's going to take a couple years. I mean, I, I don't think we want that right now, but that may be where they are. Matt is in Prospect Park. What's up, Matt? Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, buddy? What are you thinking tonight? Um, entertaining game last night. I think my main takeaway is that uh, Kyle Shanahan has the most punchable face in America. <laughs> Anyone with me on that? I mean, Hugh, you're a man of fashion. I mean, talk about the flat brim hat. Come on, man. Yeah, flat brim hat, he's a little old for it. I agree, man. Men of a certain age, right? Yeah, and he's beyond that now. He's not the young, new offensive assistant like he was 17 years ago. He's he's a longtime NFL head coach now. I'm with you on that part. So the flat brim hat makes him a punchable face? Well, I mean, I think it's 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 a younger man's game. It it feels like a younger man's game. Okay, I got you. I mean, more like like it it frames his face. Like the things I don't like about his face, it, it kind of frames it. <laughs> well, he's also yeah. now in a group of of pretty you know pretty big all time losers, and not because he can't coach. It's just the truth. He keeps losing Super Bowls. I think Dan Reeves is the last one to go to this many. You know, lose his first couple. You know, getting there pretty often. He he hasn't won one yet. I mean, Joe, collectively, your and my record in the Super Bowl is is better than his. Zero wins. We're all tied. Yeah, we're, we I mean, got we're, zero. We're, we're we're just yeah. All right. So um, with Reddick, I mean. I think Reddick 
I, mean, I just want to say, I mean, he looks glorious in that Kelly Green number seven. I don't want him going anywhere, man. He needs to get paid. He needs to get paid. And uh, I think I think he'll stick around. I do. I think they'll make it. I think they'll make it work somehow. So I Maybe. hope you're right. I am a little skeptical, though, Matt. We appreciate it because he asked to get paid last summer, and they yes, said no. Then they said no. And they also drafted a guy that, if you look at physically, is very similarly built, right? And it's the same position. So you you could speak to this more than any of us. If they if you ask for money and they say no, and they draft a guy who could be your replacement, it usually doesn't mean you're long for that situation. Probably not. And if they've made it clear that, hey, go out and see what you can get, they're probably going to, like, that's the soft sell to get you out the door. And they're going to weigh their options because I think this is going to play out. So they're going to actively look and see if how they could potentially upgrade this. I'm pre- pretty sure they're going to have conversations about whether or not uh, with the coaching staff, how far along can we bring Nolan Smith Nolan Smith has something about him. I like Nolan, he, I, and I'm he, not ready to give up on him yet. It's just it's a lot of, to put on him to say you're the guy is, now. But if you if you play him in spurts and spot play him and, and try to protect him in his defense, now granted, everything that I'm saying, there's a lot that has to happen in order for that to be the case. Like your defensive tackles got to play better. We can't have Jordan Davis allegedly coming back in overweight after he's lost all that weight and gaining all that weight back. We need to figure out a way to get the most – maximize the potential of our defensive line. You know, because this whole tired thing and all that other good stuff, that kind of just blew my mind. So we need to figure that out. But I think that we have enough pieces here. You go out and you get – you're going to have to pay to get either a linebacker or maybe a safety and let the young kids play. I think we have enough here with the mentality that they're going to play with and the coaching that they're going to get. I think as the season progresses, they can get better. I really do. Well, they probably would. Uh, it would be growing pains at the beginning. It would take some Definitely time. Definitely growing pains. Yeah, and, and I, I understand they drafted Nolan Smith in the first round for a reason. They expect him to play a large role moving forward as, as the years go on. It's just based on what I saw last year, he didn't look ready to play that role yet. Yeah, it, like he just, he just looked out of control to me, which is weird because you look at the school that he went to and the way that he played there. That was the last thing that I would have expected from him. But like I said, he has some get up, giddy up. He, he can get off the corner. Like he brings the heat. He just needs to, to understand, you know, leverage in certain situations and what, what potentially can happen in down the distance uh, situations as well. I also hope they, they get the opinion of Vic Fangio on this. He's the one that's going to be using these yeah. guys. I mean, we don't know. I mean, they may have gone to Vic and said, what do you think about Nolan Smith? That's probably it, it, that's what I'm thinking. We on the same page, and maybe he said he's ready. I I, I could get a lot out of him, and yeah. then they're like, "Well, okay, well, why are we going to pay us on?" That's the conversations that you have at this time of year. You go back because I'm I can't I can tell you, Coach Hurts, the big D line coach, he went through all the film, and they watched every game. They watched even, and they especially watched the games that you lost. And I can tell you to a man, one of the first things they looked at when they were watching film is who gave up. And they probably say, oh, this guy quit. I don't want him on the team. Now, again, there's probably going to be some money that's involved that's going to keep you from cutting a lot of these people. Sure. So I'm, I'm just talking from, from being in this situation There's only where, so many guys yeah, you can Yeah, there's only so many of. you can cut. But you're, you're looking at it, and you're going to be looking to upgrade and move people. Big Red did the same thing when he got here. Now, one of the casualties were, and I thought, like, this guy, to me, loved him to death, was one of the smartest linebackers that I've ever played with. Willie T was one of those casualties. Mm. And it's just the nature of the beast. Willie T went on to go play in, in, in with the Raiders and, and, and 
continued his career. But when co- some coaches come in, they have an idea and a philosophy of how they want particular individuals to play. And if you don't fit that mold or that criteria, they'll move on from you. I mean, it's, it's, it's the nature of the beast, especially when you talk about this Vic Fangio defense that has stellar linebacker play from what I've seen. The linebacker play is, is, is important in the safety play for that matter. So I'm thinking that if you don't go out in free agency and get those two players, you're going to have to draft somebody. And you're gonna, if you draft somebody, that means it's going to be one of those young cats that's going to be out there and he's going to be learning on the fly. With that being said, that means that your offense is going to have to carry you because that's where all our resources are allocated, on that side of the ball. They are. They really are. Jerry, up next on WIP. What's up, Jerry? What's up, Jerry? What's up, guys? Jerry, what's up, pal? How are you guys doing today? How are we doing? We're doing great, Jay. How are you doing? We're good. It was a good Super Bowl last night. We're good today. Uh, I, I love it, dude. Ludacris stole the show when he came out with that big afro, dude. It was it was just the greatest thing. And I I was so excited because I got I got a bunch of friends that are forty one as fans, mm. and they're, they're they're already bashing the Eagles about our quarterback about this week. They're the same boat we are. They're both on the golf course right now, and they don't have the gold that Andy Reid and Mahomes and Kelsey got the gold and the girl. That you either win the ring or you don't. There's there's no runner up prize. That's it. Exactly. They didn't win it. So they didn't get anything. They didn't get anything more than we got, except they. I'll see you on the golf course in about a week or two. That's all they saw. That and Jerry, they may have missed their best chance. I mean, they only got one more year of Purdy, really cheap. So their time's running out before their team changes. Yeah, and I tell you what, I, I'll never bet against Mahomes. He's just like Brady, but he's going to be better. I mean, the guy's got three MVPs and three Super Bowls. I mean, I I, I just can't figure it out. I mean, he's just that good. And Andy Reid has just gotten better since he left us. And, I, and I'm so grateful that he did. I mean, his time ran out here. But, you know, when he, when they drafted Mahomes, it extended his career probably 15 years. So, I mean, what what else can he ask for? Nothing. I mean, he, he's he got it made right now, and he's got the best player in the sport. Jerry, man, we appreciate it.